Hey, Laura Ann Lynn, you're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And um, I finished my first week of working. Yeah, again. how'd it go? It's fine. Yeah. I mean, good place. It's good. It's like uh, people make mapping software and stuff, so it's a lot of map nerds. Like maps of a place kind of thing? I like maps, like different geological, okay. geographical, okay. both, and like. Mapping software it's used for cool. everything, so a lot of super nerdy, cool people, and and then I just like set up their computers. Nice people, like, nice. I, yeah, they're really nice. All my coworkers are nice. Um, are there other people like that are just hired in with you? Or are you the only new guy right I'm now? The only new guy. Okay, there's some like new-ish guys, right? And then there's like interns. Which I guess I'm above them. That's cool. Tell them like, what to do. But I'm still like, I'm a temp. Right. For now. But I'm kicking butt at my job, so and I, I said, think it's like, going real well. Monday, you're on your own now, kind of? Well, thing? I've, I've been on my own since I had three days of training. Oh, okay. And I'm on my own. But I have to, when I do a delivery, like, so I have to have somebody come with me okay. in case I need help. And I do that for two weeks. Do you deliver, like, on the property, or are you going yeah. out and around? Okay. Well, um, there's a couple places that are off property, but because I'm a temp, and with a temp agreement, I can't drive myself. Oh, okay. So I have to get somebody to take Someone me. Drive you. That's cool. Yeah. But I haven't had to do that yet. Um, it's been real hot. Yeah. We had, like, we had a freak storm yesterday. No, like, out of it, nowhere. I don't know if you read. I read in the, um, on the, in the Ukaipa news, it did, like, over a million dollars worth of damage in Calamesa. From what? Like from lightning? like trees falling over. Oh, really? And like all kinds of damage from that. Huh. Like the power, like, because here the power only went out for a couple minutes, I guess, but like it was worse. So like Calamesa got it like real wow. bad. But it was like seriously like 10 minutes. Well, I know some of our friends, like Keith was saying on Facebook that their power was out for like a long time from various storms recently. Yeah. I haven't had, we haven't had any power go out for any it of it. It flashed once a couple of days ago huh. here. Well, I'm, it must have been more than a couple of days ago because I was still here. It's just, it's it's been weird. Um, like, time is moving at a, I forgot what this was like <laughs> for time to move at this pace. Right. When you're actually, um, like, on a Because, like, this week is, like, a total freaking blur. I can't believe it's already <laughs> Friday. Because, like, I feel like I was... Because in unemployment, that would have been, like, a month. Like, I feel like like months turn into weeks. Like, because seriously, like... Like, a day would be, like, a week of it of work time. Like, employed time. And, like, so, like, a week of employed time is, like, a month of unemployed time. It's like dog years. Yes. Because I feel like no time... Like, I just, like, where did this week go? And I, I, missed, I missed that, but I also am, like... I have no free time. Like, oh yeah, this is what it's. I missed 
not having unlimited free time. I'm like, I have no idea when I'm going to do that puzzle. I have no idea when I'm going to listen to podcasts. I have no idea right now when I'm going to be able to watch normal television shows <laughs> because this G1 Climax, like, I told you about this. Yeah. It's, it's every day. They have, like, it's like, th- it's like four days on, one day off, three days on, one day off, four days on. So, like... I just him? now caught up, but I all I have been doing this whole week is watching wrestling. Working and watching. I get home, I watch wrestling, and I go to bed at like I go to bed at like eleven. So I get home at like six. So from six to eleven, <laughs> Monday through Friday so far, I've been watching wrestling because not only is there the is there the G one climax tournament, but there's also your regular three hour Monday Night Raw. Except I watched. I don't watch it live anymore because that's just too much. Right. So I watch it later and the commercials are gone. So it's like two hours. Okay. Then there was a two-hour Lucha Underground. So that's four hours on top of five New Japan shows, which are average three and a half hours long. Oh my, and you watch the whole I thing. I watch the whole oh thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just finished. I'm <laughs> caught up. But then there are shows tomorrow... So so there's a show to like to the to, like to, for Saturday. Right. So there's a Saturday, Sunday, and then I think Monday show. <laughs> and then so then that's that's another 9, 10, 12, 11 hours. I've got to somehow watch this weekend. Plus like I got to watch Smackdown and then my shows like shows are starting to come on. <laughs> How I don't want to see I well the G1 Climax tournament is over next week okay so next that's, that's a the big 16th is the last day so then. once that's over there's only like like the next tour isn't even until next month and then that's like a normal tour where they'll just be like they'll only put like three shows during the total like for the month right like normally it's not like this it's just during these <laughs> tournaments and there are three big tournaments during the year though so man I don't know. I, I don't know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, and then like keeping up with just other stuff. Like I had to figure out. Wh- I because I, I also like we recorded on uh, Sunday. Could not get that episode up. I tried to get it up on Monday, but there was a problem on archive.org, and then I'm like, I gotta go to bed, and so that's why the episode didn't go up until Tuesday morning. And well, so just trying time, to find time. At least now we have the weekend yeah. instead of doing it Sunday. So hopefully that Just trying way. to time, find time to even get that done and other stuff. And then, like, my mom's been having these issues with her computer. And I'm oh. just like, I can't. <laughs> Once you kind of get in the groove, though, yeah, you're probably be less stressed. Managed. I'm not you know. stressed. It's just weird figuring out, like, how to have to manage my time <laughs> again. Because, like, for nine months... Yeah. Like, because, like, I was on, I like, December 5th through August 3rd <laughs> of, like, just, I mean, yes, I had to do school, but that was only 20 hours a week, and that was only for, like, a month and a half. Right, right. No, like, two months. And, again, that was only 20 hours a week, and I stuffed it so, like, I was only going to class Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I was done. <laughs> so there was, and then, and then, and that was done in May, so you gotta figure from May until August... <laughs> Was just nothing. absolutely nothing, except a couple job interviews here and there. Well, because at your old job, you had like your time like down like regimented. You oh did, like, well, yeah, your walking time and this and that. So that's a big like it's a big change. 
I understand. We're going back to school now. Like, I have to start waking up in the morning. I had to get up in the single digits today. Yeah, the I first time the first time I did that was like last week. So like I had because I'm like I can't have I can't that can't the Monday can't be the first day I do this, and so I think I tried it on like Thursday and I woke up at like six thirty and was like, what no. what is this? I hate and then and then I woke up and I'm like, oh, what do I do? Like I don't even know. So I like do do so I like sat in front of the computer for like I like did. Everything I could possibly come up with, and I was done by like eight thirty, and then I'm like, ugh. And then I, I think I ended up just going back to sleep. But I'm like, all right, I did it. And Got then, it. and then, as long as I go to bed like at a decent time, like I'm fine. It's, not that bad. it's been fine. And then I get there, like I give myself time. Like I could, I'm sure at some point I'll start doing this, where you start like once you know like how long it takes you. To get there, you start creeping oh, you, it up. Yeah, you trim you that just, time there. But, like, because by the end of my web stands run, though, it got so bad because I started trimming and then I over trim, <laughs> but then nobody cared at web stands. Well, you could. So then I just kept doing it. And that was like the last year of web stands. Like, I, and then it just, and then once. <laughs> Once we realized we could, then we started creeping it up even more. So it's so really, like, you've been like almost two years with like, like not, not having to be on time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in here, like I'm pretty sure they care. And plus, like I have appointments sometimes. Not not like right when I get in, but like if I get I get in at eight thirty, I might have an appointment at nine. Right. And like I gotta be ready. I gotta have my cart with all my stuff. And like can't so, I can't be rolling in at like eight forty. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So that's you know, it's been it's been an adjustment. But and then you seem less stressed though than well, oh, definitely dude. than at your last job, dude. Well, I mean, right, especially right now. I mean, I'm not doing help desk. I probably won't. I'm hoping I just kick so much butt at what I'm doing. And then I know. And then I found out like this is this is also my ticket at a lot of places. Is like people are scared of Linux because it's, like, DOS. Right. And for a lot of people, like, a lot, like yeah, I, I, I keep forgetting this, but, like, let's say you're, like, because some of these, these guys are, like, 25 years old, and I have to realize, like, I'm 10 years older than these people. Some of these people have never seen a command line. Like, you and I, like, we right, both. that's how it started. That's, like, when we grew up. Like, we grew up on that. But a lot of these, like, if you're, because, if, like, you got to figure Windows 3.1 came out in, like, 92. Yeah. So... If you're 10 years older than us, you have always lived in a graphical interface world. So even the idea of a command line is like, Ugh, you know, like, so, and like, you got to figure like these guys are probably post Windows 95, which Windows 95 still had DOS, but like not like you would use it maybe to like run games. Right, right. But like, if you're a kid, you probably didn't even see it. And then by Windows 2000 XP, like DOS is gone. Yeah. You have like. The command prompt that you can open up, but nobody ever does unless they need it. So again, the just the idea of Linux like scares a lot of these people. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, I know this, like it's because that's what it, it's basically like DOS, and and so um, I might be able to sneak in like that's to like good. a niche there where I'm like, they're like, oh yeah, we'll keep you over here because you know how to like set up Linux machines. I haven't done it yet because right now I'm just going through the paces where like they have you deploying Windows machines, and right. especially because we have a lot of people trading in or requesting Windows 10, 
because we have a lot of developers, right? And they got to be able to write software for Windows 10. So that's where I'm doing it. I'm just so half the time, like it's like a new person. They're not even there yet. So I just I go in their office and I set their computer up, and they're not, not even, even there. Huh, okay. So there's not even a person. But then like other times, like especially when I'm deploying, because I'm not in deployment. I'm not in break fix. Like, the people are happy to see me because I'm like, I have your new laptop or I have your extra computer or here's your thing. So I'm like, Mr. Hero. Hero. So I'm like, I can, I could enjoy this. Like, this is awesome. Like, I went into this woman's office the other day and she's like, she, like, I brought her this new laptop and she's like, I haven't waited for this laptop forever. This is going to make my life. Cause she's like, a, she travels a lot, right. and she just got approved for this laptop. She's like, it's gonna make my life just so much easier. Like, I thought she's gonna give me a hug. And you're the hero. And I'm like, and, and meanwhile, like a year ago, I was getting screamed at every day, all day, and that's, called that's quite a turnaround. Like horrific things. I mean, the first day at my at my job, I remember the first day at tech support, like five years ago, at eighty six. First day, like, second call, this guy's just like, wow, you're really an asshole. <laughs> second call of, like, and I'm like, oh, so this is how this is going <laughs> to yeah. be. Welcome to tech support, huh? And well, so this is good, then. This is awesome. This is what you And needed. then, like, the people are really nice. Like, the guy that trained me, he's like, because at first I was worried because he's like, oh, I've been, this guy's, because my boss is like, this guy's been here for 16 years. He knows everything. And usually that type of person, at least... In my previous jobs, that guy was a total jerk because he knew everything and he didn't want, you know, right, like right. he lorded it over everybody. Because, like, at our at WebSense, our guy like that, he was so antisocial and, like, was so horrible that they they made it, they gave, they, he's like, he was the only person in tech support that got to work remotely from home. So they didn't even <laughs> no want him in the office. Around. And, like, he would, and he would, like, if you tried to ask him something, like, he would shame you. <laughs> and whereas this guy who, like, trained me, and he's like, he's like, oh, you can ask me anything, anytime. And he was so nice. And he's like, here, have some candy. He, like, had candy at his desk. And, like, he's <laughs> awesome. And I'm like, because he's like, oh, I, was like, I thought every place had a guy. I'm like, yeah, we had a you at websites. And he was a total jerk. And nobody wanted to talk to him. So, like, this is awesome. <laughs> he didn't give you candy? No. And so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And, um... I'll be happy to have money again. Yeah, yeah. And they good. this cafeteria that they have, like I've been, I've, I don't have, I have, I've had to bring my lunch because I don't have money. But like, I want to eat there so bad because it looks <laughs> so good. The other day they had like a make your own like fall station. Really? They had like pad Thai noodles and like and just like and uh. then like they have like all this. They have like a. It's like it's. I think it's run by like Bon Appetit or somebody like Bon huh. Appetit because they got like the sandwich bar, the burger bar, and then they have like their entree of the. Nice. Oh, oh dude, it looks freaking awesome, and it's not very. It's like cheaper than like eating at like someplace, and especially you don't have to drive anywhere. Right. And I'm like, oh, dude, I can't wait to have money because this looks sweet, and they got like soda fountain and stuff, and I don't know. It seems cool. But we do have, like, we have the fanciest coffee machine I've ever seen, and it's free. <laughs> That's cool. Like, it makes, like, lattes and stuff. Really? Do you like, want to make a latte? Buttons. Oh, you just push it? You hit a button, and then, like, and it's, like, super fancy. Like, you see it, it's, like, grinding the beans, so you know it's not, like, powdered coffee or something That's gross. Cool. 
Like it's it's crazy. It's like a it's like a freestyle for coffee. Yes. <laughs> and you can like and it so it has vanilla and and chocolate syrups and then it has like milk. So anything you can make with those things, it it's like, and you can get any combination, and like, it's hey, very speaking fancy. Speaking of that, I forgot to tell you, the other day, this is actually a couple of weeks ago, but we went to a place that had a freestyle with Matthew, yeah. and we tried out his app, and did like, we did all the mixes and stuff. It's amazing. I did it at the Stater Brothers. It's super cool. Yeah. We made like a really good like cherry limeade, and he had like the recipe ready, but then I helped him like tweak it, so we made it perfect, and it's, freaking it's really sweet. good. That's super fun. Did, anyway. you, did you get the app? I didn't get the app yet, but I played it on his. You should do it. Yeah. All right, we got some reader mail here. Let's do it. Brian Jesnes, this was on our Facebook group that you hadn't responded to because you were having, you had a bit of a week, which we'll I get into. I had a crazy week. This was on plumbing day that I got this, yeah. so keep in mind that's my excuse for not having noticed it at the time. But um, Phil Vecchio, what was your personal secret to work play routine? Do I remember you saying it was 30 minutes of play to every 30 minutes of work? Now, yes, to answer your question, that is my pattern. 30 minutes of play, 30 minutes of work. However, I have to like only like kind of recommend it because I don't know how productive I am. <laughs> it just keeps me sane so I don't like freak out about, ah, I want to do something. Like, But yes, that's, that's typically what I'll do, um, you know, play a little bit. Now, you know, if I really have to, I could focus more than that, but... You know, in general, I usually keep it like that, but I usually do it like an hour blocks. See, I get that's just me. It depends. Like, you know, like let's say I'm doing a job, I'm doing laundry. Well, I'll you know, if it takes more than thirty minutes to do the whole cycle, obviously I'll finish it. I don't Mm -hmm. like set a timer Mm -hmm. on the work part. I usually have to set a timer on the play part though, or else yeah, like oh, oh, it's just another hour, it'll be fine. Yeah, definitely. So because that was like, it's for me, it's not like yeah, if you're doing chores, that makes sense. Like, for me, it was, like, working out type stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then also, like, writing, like, and, and like, other things. Like, when we were trying to finish the script, I'm right. like, I need to do this for an hour or we will not. And yeah. also, within that hour includes me just kind of, like, sitting there, like, do-do-do-do. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, but as long as you're just budgeting like, out of time, like, your time. I, I think and making sure you budget out your free time so that you're taking right. your free time right. because that will keep it... Keep. I think that helps you be more productive because otherwise you're just thinking about oh I wish yeah, I could. And then, and then you're not really being. Productive. And then you're getting sidetracked. You're thinking and you're about doing what you could be doing. Stuff and so I, I mean I definitely recommend the blocks of time. Whether that's the right ratio for you, you might be able to be gonna, more productive. You're trial but, and error that a little bit. Yeah. But um, for me, I mean, it's amazing because when I do have those blocks of time, like for instance, this week. Um, Janelle went into her classroom for a while with the kids and left me at home to be productive. Mm-hmm. I got more done in those like couple of hours than I have gotten done this entire summer. Like I got everything done because I had it like chunked out like that. And I like this is I have and I knew Janelle's coming home. I have to get it done before she gets here. And I finished the stuff she left me to do in the first like half an hour, and then did like. All my other stuff I needed to do. So you so. delegated our Kickstarter duties, so, like you said you were going to do. Well, I sent out the surveys oh. for that, so we got to do that together here. But, oh. um, but yeah, so we got that going out. I uh, I did the application for. Um, well, I, I, earlier in the week I got the Long Beach confirmation, so that's good. Mm. Talked to Jason Martin about Blue Christmas. Mm. It's probably not going to happen, but ah. still talked to him though, which is cool. Um, I did the application for the volunteer thing for the Pod Fest. 
I did it, all kinds of good stuff. So anyway, it, I got more done than I have like this whole entire summer. It's great. All right, it's great. So there you go, Brian. Hopefully that helps. I don't know. <laughs> Denver at Biggles nineteen seventy three tweeted. So we to an event. I don't know if you saw this. You probably well, I saw it, but didn't. I didn't get a chance to like look at what it was. Well, it is. Mr. Terry Gilliam is going to be in Los Angeles. What? And for fifty-five dollars, this is so twenty-seven fifty gets you a journal. For fifty-five dollars, you also get a signed book. And I don't know if you saw this book. Oh, nice! But it's like a Gilliam-esque. It's huge. They added a Comic Con. It's a giant book. That's cool. And it's like all his artwork and all this stuff. So you get a signed copy. Um, so he tweeted that to us and saying we should go. We should talk about it. I'm all for that. It is, it's because it's far enough ahead where I can save up. Right. The problem is that it's on a, it's a Monday. Monday. It's where in, in Glendale. Los San- yeah. In Glendale. I don't know. That's tough. But it is Gilliam. It is. And we were just talking about how we only, as, as we have postulated, um, Gilliam's making another try. A Quixote. Yeah, this could be... This could be it for Terry Gilliam. So, man. I th- I think we're going to have to consider this. It's 8 p.m. We that's, won't get home until after midnight. That's the thing. It's going to be late. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to do it. And so, he's just he's doing a talk. He is um, talking about the book. So, um, he's going to... He's, it's a launch event for the book, and he's going to be talking about the book. Wait, and with fellow Pythons, John? This Cleason was last and, fall. Oh, was, okay, last fall. Yeah, you missed that. Man. But you never know. Somebody, never know they might show up. Show up but, Interesting. Um, I think this could be awesome. All right, well, uh, that's... And uh, I want that book. And I would love to have it signed. He discusses his pre-posthumous <laughs> memoir. It's awesome. <laughs> So, and you get it signed. So, a signed book. That's pretty good. I mean, the 55 bucks right there. And. How much are the fees, though? Well, it uh. includes the fees. Oh. That's included. Okay. 55 bucks. And we get a book, and he's going to be there. And, I mean, I don't think we're going to get to meet him or anything, but. Yeah, um, still. Still. And, again, um, I don't know how much longer. He's going to be blessing us know. with his presence. Seriously. And this, so this could be it. That is really, really interesting. I think, I don't know, I, I think it might be worth being a little tired in the morning. All right, well, thank you for pointing this out to us, first of all. But, and then, and, but hopefully, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hmm. Well, if we do, we will definitely report back for sure. I'm going to bookmark this. That's good. You should, like, email it to me or something, too. And um, so that I have it, because then I can look on the calendar and whatnot. Well, yeah. All right. Well, that's very cool. Thank you for sending us that. Thank you, Denver. Yes. All right. Control Alt Pete, who wrote us last week yes, about autograph nice. signings and all that stuff. That's right. That's right. He says, "Hi guys. Just a quick update about London Film and Comic Con. First off, one hundred dollars would have been nice for a photograph." Uh, Michael J. Fox was $85. That's pounds. Pounds. So that's like a little more. It's almost double, I think, if I remember Let correctly. me look. Depending look. on what it is at the 85 moment. 85 British pounds. You don't need to type that. Look at Google Watch. Go. Do its magic. 
$131. So it's like not quite double. So that's but that's so that's, that's for a photo and 95 for a picture with him and the DeLorean or the 1885 clock tower. Wow. They even sold 450 pound diamond pass. It's like a thousand bucks almost. <clears throat> that included three photos, access to the full cast talk, and several personalized autographs from Michael J. Fox. Man. And then, um, so here's a picture. Um, so, yeah, you could take a picture with him with the DeLorean. That's pretty cool. That is pretty freaking awesome. But, dude. man, that's a lot of dough. Yeah. It's a lot of pounds. You sounded like the kid in Dick Tracy. It's a lot of dough. That's a lot. Man, Tracy, that was a lot of dough. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd was much better at 35 pounds for a standard pick. So that's 50 that's pounds like, plus. Yeah. Or 45 pounds with the car, clock tower, or Doc Brown's tombstone. Ooh, that's cool. Although I didn't get much time with him, he said hello, shook my hand, and said bye. That's cool. That's pretty awesome. To avoid the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, the London Con tends to book the small celebrities in themed groups. This is a good idea. Which the Hollywood show does do this yeah. a little bit. Because they've even done a Back to the Future one. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, once. Alright, so they had... So you got Back to the Future reunion. Aliens with Sigourney Weaver, Bill Paxton, and Carrie... Hen, who played Newt. Nice. Pretty sweet. That's Bill really Paxton. Cool. Game over, man. Game over, man. The kids from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. That's not the dream. Which one's... Which one did we... 3. We that's saw... Three? That's, that's the dream, dream Warriors. Dream Warriors? Nice. We saved a Dream we Warrior. We saved one. You just rescued a Dream Warrior. Um, Power Rangers. So, they, yeah. yeah and then okay. Game of Thrones. Nice. It's pretty awesome. With the autographs, you're pretty much guaranteed to be over a few minutes chatting to the majority of the actors, with the exception of Weaver, Paxton, Fox, and Lloyd. I spoke at length with both the sixth and seventh Doctor Who's. Nice. Pretty awesome. Isn't it Doctor's a- Who? Mm. <laughs> I think that's the, pr- the correct uh, plural there. <laughs> Had a quick chat with Zach Galligan about Gremlins, but chick chickened out of going to see Leah Thompson as I didn't know what to say. Oh, oh dude. Didn't man. know what to say? That is always tough, though, because there's always, yeah. like, a weird thing. Like, what... You don't want to be the creepo? Yeah, like, what do you... You know... Hey. I'm a big fan. I mean, that's kind of... You know, everybody says that. I don't know. I, I get that. It's hard sometimes. I would say, like, hey... I'm a big fan. <laughs> that Howard the Duck scene was really weird. <laughs> so that's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Totally. You, made me, you made me think weird. <laughs> like, weird. This is the point when her guards are like escorting you yeah. off. Don't you mention, made me very confused. The as a second child. you mention Howard the Duck, you're instant ejected. Ow. You're out. Said you it. can't even say Howard. How, how, how are, you doing? are you doing today? How are you doing? Really, today? like, how were you so awesome in Caroline in the City? <laughs> That's pretty good. That was that show, right? I think that was her. Caroline? I don't know. City? She was in the city? I think so. She did stuff? Yeah. Not not Sex in the City. That's a different show. No. Yeah. And then she's in Back to the Future. She's in that movie with Tom Cruise. She's in 
stuff. Other stuff. Oh my gosh, what am I talking about? She's in some kind of wonderful. Well, that's like my go. favorite. That's my second favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I'd have plenty of stuff to talk to her about. That's all you'd have to say. Because I bet you not a lot of people talk to her about that movie. It's probably true. It's the most underrated John Hughes written but not directed. Directed by Howard Deutsch. It's pretty in pink in reverse like if Ducky right. won. I, that's one that I had never seen and you introduced me to that oh. in college. Mary Stewart Masterson. Yep. Elias Kateas in his best role. Better than outside Casey Jones. Jones. Okay. Outside Casey okay. Jones. Well, I mean, that's okay. You can say that. But that's you know. How long have you been a lesbian? That was his that's his line. Yeah. One of them. He had a lot of good ones. <laughs> Friggin' Eric Stoltz. Yeah, mask. A young Candace Cameron. Really? She plays his little sister. Yes. Huh. Oh my gosh. I'm still freaking out about Fuller House. Now they are saying it sounds like talks are happening. The twins? With the twins. Really? The, I, they probably were going to do it all along, and this is all just to create drama. They don't need me. money. They're like billionaires, right? No, but I mean, like, I bet the show. I yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's good marketing. I'm just Will happy. they, won't they? Yes, the twins are going to be on. I think the, the, the real story about this is just... Andrea Barber, who played who played Kimmy Gibbler, like I followed her on Twitter. Like she owns a yarn store, <laughs> like. But I, I just, I, I can't. I, I'm, ha- I'm so happy for her because you know this is the call that she was waiting yes. for, yes. like her whole life, her I'm whole adult life. <laughs> like ever since production wrapped yeah. <laughs> on that series finale, this is the call that she's waiting for her whole life. So, you know, Candace Cameron met a hockey player, Jody Sweeten, because you know they all had. Like I don't think Kimmy Gimler got like residual. She might have gotten some. Yeah, but not I mean, like she was other. on the show for that long. But but she pro- she could not have had the deal that the main cast no, had. No. Although she was in the credits a few seasons, so like I don't know, I just there's she no possible okay. way. Yeah, she, I mean she did open a yarn store. Yeah, she's keeping that business. But going. still, just as far, just for maybe not the money, but for just the like, I'm back because yes. like she hasn't done anything. Welcome back, Kimmy. And, like she's here. <laughs> she's been waiting for this moment because you know, um, I mean, and Jody Sweeten because like she. Stephanie, she had like the drug problem, right. and she did. A, she's done a few things since then, but this is like, this is it. Dave Coulier is like totally dust. bombs, and they like cancel after three episodes. Well, after it's all a this Netflix hype. show. Oh, okay. So, so then at least getting season. we're at least getting that one season. So that's, good. that's, good. so that, that's the best part about the because even if like nobody watches it, at least we get, get this. We get the whole season. I'm telling you, once again, the superior way to go for television from here on out. My big thing, like I, like Steve Espinoza mentioned this too, um, I hope Netflix picks up Lucha Underground. Yeah. Because it doesn't, I don't know, there's a lot of questions. Because Lucha Underground did their big season finale, and it was amazing. And like they did this whole like their season wrap-up vignette, which led into like a huge to-be-continued thing. But now it's like... Everything I'm hearing sounds like it's all up in the air about whether or not they get to do this again. And I'm like, Netflix could solve this. And, like, I feel like that could bring a whole, like, group. They would get a ton of new subscribers. Like, I'm already subscribed, but I would that'd be awesome. But, like, they could get a lot of people. And that'd be, like, a whole other thing. And it'd be freaking sweet. 
And this is perfect because it's like the episodic. I don't know. It would be awesome. They should do it. That's what I'm hoping for. Sorry. So we're not even done with this email. Um, <laughs> the third floor of the convention was dedicated to comics. Wow. Three floors. That's cool. And young adult authors with many British authors and comic writers happy to chat about their work. I managed to speak to John Wagner, co-creator of Judge Dredd and the artist from the 80s UK Transformers comics and current IDW line. Nice. That's awesome. Finally, the highlight of the show was getting my photo taken with Robert England with his Freddy glove. (laughs) He tried to pull a different pose with each person, depending on their costume or appearance, and occasionally let out a blood-curdling cry just to keep the cue on their feet. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Is that a picture? Did he share the I'll picture see with us? What that is. Oh, that's oh, that's, that's all him. the pictures. Well, that's him with everybody. That's so cool. See, like he's a, that's awesome. He's got like a different pose with every yeah. person. That's super cool. It's pretty sweet. It's so funny because he seems like such a nice dude. Yeah, because well, we saw him on a panel. Yeah, and like and it was for something completely not right. It was that weird space. Did that? I've always wondered if that ended up. What, what, I don't did know. that happen? I, I've never heard anything. It was about like it some. It was family. like a NASA sponsored, yeah. like educational movie or cartoon or something about. It was trying to get kids excited about space. Yeah. And it had Robert England, Robert Picardo, Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny, and Brent Spiner. Yeah. And, and like, I think it was a cartoon, maybe. Yeah, because I feel like they did voice stuff on it. Yeah. That had to be. But yeah. Who knows? Who knows what happened to that? And, like, but I, and there was people from NASA. Well, then they canceled the shuttle's program, so. That's true. Then it's, how are you, Which is unfortunate. Look at him with Charlie Chaplin. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really funny, because he's, like, he's even got her, he's, oh, because he's got her cane. Nice. And, <laughs> and the claws over his shoulder. That's super cool. Wow. That's fun. But yeah, he, he he was like super cool, yeah. dude. You're like this Freddy. This is Krueger. Freddy Krueger, man, the the person of nightmares from our childhood. But also like super like I mean, you got to think like he took that character to all kinds of crazy places. By the end, he was like a comic, right? Like oh, yeah. a comedy hero. Like people were rooting for him. Where like you go from the first one where he's legitimately terrifying yeah. to like the last one. Like, where he's just ridiculous. People are cheering for Freddy and, like, he... I mean, kid... There were kid... There were Freddy dolls for kids yeah, oh, yeah. by the end of that franchise. It's it's always funny. I was, I was thinking about this in another thread because somebody was surprised that there were Terminator 2 toys. Or no, that there was a Terminator 2... Um, oh, because it was because of wrestling. Because right. they did a... So Arnold is going to be in WWE 2K16. And... What? As the Terminator, like the Terminator oh, nice. is going to be a character, and and so they made a commercial where it's the opening scene. It's like the scene in Terminator where the Terminator goes in, like he's naked, and he goes into the bar, and he's like, "I need your wallet." Right. So it's except they replaced all the extras and the actors and with wrestlers, <laughs> but it's Arnold. And, like, now. So he comes in and he does... And he's, like, looking and, like, the waitress is, like, paid. And then, like, the dude that he comes up to is Dean Ambrose. And he's, like... He does, like, I need your keys, your clothes, your motorcycle. And then he, like, decks a guy. But it's with... So so somebody's, like, wow, that's not very PG. And I'm, like... 
Terminator has always had a weird relationship yeah. with because there were Terminator Two toys. Yeah, there's an NES game and there's Arrow video and games you, you and like and there. But I feel like there's always been this weird relationship with R-rated action movies and kid things because yeah. there were RoboCop, RoboCop. toys. Terminator, Terminator Rambo, Predator. There was a Rambo cartoon series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just weird. So like, and I, that is weird though. Like, it's totally, it's weird, totally weird. And it would not fly today. No, absolutely not. Like, we also had like toy guns as kids though, and they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like just straight up guns that look like guns. Well, yeah, especially because like people got killed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it was very different. Very time. common. Yeah. Well, then there was like the toys because I mean we talk about this a lot on the show, but the cop, like cops, the cartoon, oh, and yeah, then yeah. those ones, and the RoboCop ones, I think too, that used cap guns. Oh yeah. Like the toys were cap guns. Yep. On the little toy guns. They still, I think we saw cap guns somewhere. Like they still. Well, we exist. saw cap guns, but, but not, not like in a in toy, toy form. Right. But that, yeah, it was like... It was there. surprising to see cap guns at a store. I can't remember. Was, I think maybe in... I think it was a Walmart. Or an Idlewild. I thought maybe it was an Idlewild. Oh, maybe it was an Idlewild, which seems also appropriate. Yeah. So it was somewhere I think it was the at way. the grocery store in Ottawa. Yes, that's what it was. Because that was a weird country grocery store. It was, like, as I said, as soon as we walked in, I'm like, I feel like if we're going to find new Coke somewhere, <laughs> this it's going to be here. Because it looked exact... Because, okay, th- when I was... Um, I was in Indiana... In the summer of 2000, because it was after my second year at Biola, and I was I was going to like a conference for um, for campus life in Indiana at Huntington College, and uh, and we went to this country. It was because it's like a middle of nowhere Indiana, and um, we went to this country store. And I kid you not, they had like four cases of new Coke. So I immediately bought a case. And I can't come back to this conference with a case of new Coke. And then we all like, gave us about it. It was disgusting. Well, I'm sure by that point it couldn't have been any good. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't like it didn't go. It hadn't really. It wasn't flat. Are you sure it wasn't like. I don't no. know. Stuff happens though. It doesn't last forever. I know. Well, it, it tasted like soda. It was just was not good. <laughs> well, there's a reason it's not around anymore. But yeah, like. <laughs> And that was like 15 years old at that. No, that was 2000. So that would have been like. It was like, wasn't it early? 85. Okay, it's like 15 years. So 15 years. years. Like, yeah. Still. So still 15 year old soda. That's old. I did, and then and then there was another store because I remember my brother and I found Crystal Pepsi in New Mexico like two or three years after (laughs) it had, and and it was, and it was it tasted like. Exactly like we had expected it to. I still, I don't think people remember that soda correctly. Well, I, I thought it was good. I like it. It's not it. that good. It just tastes like Pepsi. No, it doesn't. It always did. No, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It does not taste like Pepsi. Psychological. If you didn't, no, taste we this, did that. We I've done did. it. I still have it. Oh, you're tell. such a. When it when they supposedly bring it back, they're bringing it back. Yes, I've read about. This. I think they're going to do a surge thing. Although now they're saying. They're, they're, they they said something about Surge. Surge is going to end up in stores. Really? Well, because yeah. everyone Because like, they can't it. keep it in stock on Amazon. 
So like Surge is getting a full on comeback. So what if we so get Chris What if this opens the floodgates? Oh what if gosh. we get everything? Are we gonna get Ramblin' Root Beer? <laughs> Tell me we're gonna no, get No, we're Ramblin not. Root We've beer. already established why we're not getting Ramblin' Root Beer. It, they they replaced it. Like but, Barks replaced but Ramblin' they could Root bring Beer. Bring it back. Like I don't, they probably don't even remember like the recipe and it's gone. They like they snuffed it out of existence. It's it's out there somewhere. Someone's no, got it. They bought it and like it's and then they just and that was they it's bought in a vault it because when was that? That was like in like 1990. Yeah, like so they could have it around. That's gone. They could have it because they're like we already have a root beer. We don't need to keep this root beer. And like they just bought it and killed it. So sad. It's horrible. Just want. Have you seen the New York Seltzer yet? By the way, because I no, haven't seen that still. I I don't know. I've just seen advertisements. Yeah, but I, I haven't think, seen it. I think in a they're while. doing a long tease. I want that again. Too. Oh, dude, I want that. That mm. raspberry yeah. and like all the different flavors. Even the root beer flavor. I remember. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were all good. The cola was good. Like everything. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so, so, we're talking all these so, but like so, okay what if they bring back orbits oh yeah I see I love uh, orbits I think so I might gross. have been alone with that Dude, you that and stuff your was disgusting not even it wasn't even the it was just like juice it's good I liked it no um I I want Ecto Cooler like more than anything yeah that would be great and with Ghostbusters like I just to me that seems like if that doesn't happen that's a highly likely somebody one, messed up if that does not it's happen it's get the reins you know he but can that's make not that his, that's Sony consumer products Still, he, he can make that happen he'll put it in the movie why didn't they bring it back like for the anniversary or like anything this else this is a new like, big movie Maybe they feel like maybe they don't want kids to drink. What if they don't want kids to drink high C because it's like sugar drink? What if what if this has been ruined already? But they still have high C. It's still out there. But maybe they don't want to endorse it in movies. It's a movie about Ghostbusters. I what? want Ecto Cooler so bad. <laughs> I, if that comes out, I will drink like I'll just drink Ecto Cooler all the we'll time. Lose you to a diabetic coma. Like. <laughs> I'll drink Ecto Cooler. Just hook it to my veins. And the thing is, they you know why they'll bring it back? Because they know that like if they bring it back, people will think they're going to take it away again, and, and they'll buy it. People buy will stockpile it. Yeah. Like people will have closets because we're like we're well, not gonna you're not gonna it's not gonna happen I'm again. Gonna lose you again. <laughs> so like people, most Ghostbuster nerds are gonna have like an ecto cooler yeah. closet. It's gonna be like their bunker. With their surge and their ecto cooler, because that's why they're going to bring all this stuff back. Because they know that we're worried they're going to take it. So yeah. you got to have a case of every instantly every New it. York seltzer flavor. You got to have yeah. one of each yep. and like all of them. And it's they're brilliant. smart. It's brilliant. They're I'm pretty smart. Chris that's why Pepsi, people they do the changed. Same thing. I don't know if you saw this. They already showed the boxes for the monster cereals. Oh, no. they changed him again. Really? So now I think they're setting a precedent because you know last year they did like the DC Comics ones, yeah. like Jim Lee did one. Those are collectors' items now. So they're gonna. So do they're that gonna change year. them every year now. Brilliant. But we still that, and then then it really seems like that fruity yummy mummy and and uh, fruit brute was a one off because I haven't seen no, it since. Well, they the, the the they've already in, they've already shown them and it's only the three. Man, well, I'm glad I got them when because I, I had one. I got one box of each. Should have got more. Yeah, it's. I don't know. 
They're genius, though. It's like the McRib thing. They'll come back, like, in, like, three couple more years. you realize, like, no one does this about, you know, Fruit Loops or whatever, because we have it all the time. But yeah. because they make it feel like it's scarce, everybody scrambles for it. It's genius. McRib is legitimately delicious. Well, it is. But you would there's plenty of other food that's good at McDonald's that nobody cares about. If they had McRib all the time, I would get it all the time. Well, maybe so. I'd go but get a McRib. If, I'd stop this if they had McRib. What if, big, what if they only did Big Mac once a year? Nah, that's just a burger. I'm telling you, people would scramble for it. Even no. if, even still. No, it's a only burger. Only because you've had it for so long. No, McRib is delicious. I don't eat Big Macs. I don't like that sauce. Oh, well, quarter pounders. That's just a burger. Still? Still just a burger. I go get a burger someplace else. That McRib is like something... It's an chemical in it that makes you crave it fortnightly. <laughs> Maybe if they could, like, no, that's gross. Like, if they put the McRib sauce on the quarter pounder, like, <laughs> you I'm can probably like, get it like that. It in the sauce. Because that's not can. normal barbecue sauce. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what the heck is in that sauce. Oh, speaking of special recipes, I don't think I told you about this, but when we were in Big Bear, we got pizzas at Little Caesars, mm-hmm. and we found out they have like a hidden menu, like like in and out mm. of stuff you can do. And oh, I can't you hear somebody publish the McDonald's hidden menu? No. Oh, I did. Yes, I mean I, I saw that. But all that stuff is like that's like you. That's like death. Yeah. There's a reason why that menu is hidden. Okay. So they have that garlic cheese stuff, you know? Yeah. And they put like the sauce on it. You can get that done. On the pizza, like just it'll cover it in the garlic cheese oh sauce, and they call it like it's like heart attack style or something like that. It's not that, but gosh, I can't remember now. But you could look it up. So there's this little Caesar secret yeah. menu. I feel like now everybody's Everyone's doing the secret got menu. You got to, but because like that in and out, that they're the like they're the originators though. Yeah, and like because I remember fine because the only though here's how I found. I don't know your story. Well, we can share. So we okay, can swap okay. stories. So. Back in the, this was like either late 80s or very early 90s, my best friend Sean, his dad um, owned a mailboxes, etc. Okay. It was like a, you know, like a post office annex type chain. And he went to like, they had like a meeting, like to welcome him to like the shopping center. And in the shopping center, there was in and out. And the guy that owned the internet was like, he's like, oh yeah, welcome. He's like, he's like, have you, do you know about our secret? Because now that you're like part, of, I'm gonna, you, do you know about the secret menu? And he told, and this is because again, like we didn't like this is not pre-internet. This is pre-internet, pre-everything. And so, and I, we'd been going in and out like my whole life, and like so, I never heard of this, and he had never heard of it. So he's like, oh, really? and he gave him like he had it all, and like Neapolitan shakes and. And four by fours and animal style because like animal style is not now they all I feel like they don't ask you but like it's a pretty common well if you like hint around like oh I want the thing with pickles they'll yeah. say oh you want animal style but like it was not it used to be but that like way. it was definitely like, like a nightclub like, yeah knock on the door because I remember ordering oh. animal style all, a lot in high school and even in college people were like what are, what. Yeah, oh. like I remember at Biola, like people would be like, "What, what the heck?" Because we had that in and out right yeah. there, which is why I'm fat. Um, but like, <laughs> Amongst other reasons, they took us there. Our first, I remember, freshman yeah. orient, like Stewart orientation. Like we not even. I think it was the whole dorm. We just went to In and Out yeah. after like first night in the dorm. Like we had the dorm meeting, and they're like, "Well, right, we're all going In and Out." Freshman, get up with a like buddy up. Like, did or you come? You, did, was I there? Because I. 
I mean, I know I win each year. I can't yeah. remember if I was there the year that you did. I'm sh- sure you were, but we, we didn't officially, I don't think that we was officially... That was pre-official meeting, yeah. yeah. See, so, I don't remember at what point, because my parents grew up in Pasadena. They've been going to In-N-Out for years, so I remember ordering, like, Animal Style as a kid, but I do remember, or maybe, and like... And I didn't find out about Animal Style fries, because even though I knew the secret menu, I didn't know about that. You told me right. about Animal and Style fries. Right, and here's how I found out about it. This was, like... It was like right after because that's college. another one of those things that doesn't sound real. Yeah, no, it's totally and it's real. It's so bad. It for was you. right after college, and Janelle and I were at like an In and Out, and I just saw someone that had like, like, <laughs> like what, what are those? Nachos? What is that over there? And I went over and I'm like, what did you guys order? And they're like, oh, this is animal style fries. I did it all secret. And I'm like, what's on it? And they're like, they melt the cheese, they put the sauce, you get the onions. I'm like, I'm, I'm ordering it right now. And that was like 75 pounds ago. That's probably singularly helping me to keep this figure right here but anyway and now again they do because i ordered animal style all the time for like 15 years and nobody ever asked me oh do you want animal style fries as well and i swear now they ask you do you when you order animal style they're like do you want the fries too and i'm like if somebody asked me that when i was 10 i might be i might not have lived (laughs) i might not be here today (laughs) i might not have made it through so maybe it is a good thing and you got to figure with the internet and stuff. Everybody has access it's to all that information out. now, so it's not. It's it was different then. Like you had to know because those animal style. Even I don't order animal oh, style I fries every time. That frequently. And every once in a while, we'll like split one. Because you're basically just saying I'm a huge give, fan. Give, give me the cheese. <laughs> like, give me the sauce. It's like the. It's like the. It's like nachos. Of fries, yeah. fry nachos, yep. Yep. frachos. Plus, but like the, with the extra like mayonnaise sauce on it, like, <laughs> which that's what it's straight it's up mayonnaise, mayonnaise and sauce. ketchup and pickles or something. It's I don't know the exact formula, but so there's definitely mayonnaise bad in there. for you. Yeah. And cheese, cheese, lots so of cheese. much cheese, and the fries. You know, yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, now I'm hungry. Mm. I got taquitos in the freezer. Well, thanks for writing, everyone. So I can totally vouch for, like, because, you know, there's that, like, thing, like, I've seen people do it. They're like, oh, if, 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 uh, if poor people are so poor, why are they so fat? They can buy off, like, sure can eat a lot. And I am currently, this is my last month on food stamps. Let me tell you, the cheap food is, just look at the back of a TV dinner, or like anything, and because you, because here's the thing: you have a certain amount of money, right? And so you got to make that last. So you and you can't, so you can't waste it on perishables, right? Because like you can get some, but like that's gonna go. That's gonna. You're not gonna. You can't afford to really eat a lot of perishables. So you're getting a lot of the frozen processed foods, and yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I cringed, but I'm like, this is what I. This is all I have, like. I don't have anything until I get paid next Friday. All I have is my food stamps, and I got to get by. So, like, yeah, I'm buying some crappy, but it's cheap, right. and it fills you up, and that's all I care about. So I'm like, so everybody needs to shut up because, like, it's true. It's true. What's cheap? It is. It's hard. It's also I, what's convenient, which makes it extra hard. Well, yeah, especially, like, I get home from work. I don't want to do anything. Right. I mean... Like, I guess I'm, I made a bunch of chicken breasts for lunch, but I cooked those all at once in the crock pot, so it's one time, and then I don't have to do anything. Right. I just take them out, put them in containers, there's my lunches. But, like, I get home to make dinner, I don't want to cook something, I'm exhausted, and 
and again, like this is what's cheap, so I just toss microwave. Yep. And and like so, I don't know. People are just I don't know. I don't understand the whole like let's shame these people because like they're just trying to get by, you know. Anyways, that's my thought of this week because I thought about it as I was like making my microwave <laughs> dinners every day. I will, I'm not, but then also, but on the plus side, I can't afford to buy snacks. Well, that so, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not eating a lot of, like, junk food. Can't really afford it. Yep. Because, again, I got to make that, like, like, this is all, like, and, like, I, like, I, yeah, like, this is all the money I have for food. And, like, that's it. So you don't need that bag of Doritos as much as you love it. Although they did have Doritos roulette at the dollar store. Ooh. So I may have bought one. I have I've been pretty good about like the snacky stuff. It's tough. Yeah, but some but so you know what I did do is I made my own popsicles. Ooh, nice. Cuz I got a 99 cent store. I got a popsicle like the ice tray thing. So what did you like what did you use for the pops? Well, so I experimented because I knew if you put soda in there it would expand and then sometimes it gets too big. Yeah. But I if you fill them halfway with soda and then you make like a nice little so I put like nice vanilla Coke Zero. Those are fun stuff. So I make my own little. So when I'm and that's enough for me usually. It's I feel good, like I'm getting yeah. a little treat. Any but popsicles often are like a good because it gives you something to like do. And those fruit tear things are like sixty calories. Yeah. So I got those too. Yeah. But they're real tasty. You don't feel like you're getting gypped. And you're getting your vitamins yeah. from the fruit because it's actual fruit. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting scurvy. <laughs> I was just reading an article about like, because you know we talked about that's like my favorite chapter in the stand is like when like because they're not dying. It's not the people that die of like all this supernatural or like people getting killed by each other. A lot of deaths are going to happen because you just like fell down a well or you got appendicitis or something. Right. Like in the post, because like like easily the thing that you got to worry about is stuff like, for instance, scurvy. Like <laughs> when all the fruit goes bad and all everything else, when all the food is gone and there's no vitamins and nothing, <laughs> like what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like and like how are you like you're gonna have to go find an orange tree somewhere. Or like start, where you are, yeah. That might not happen. So like you're you that's your that's one of your big worries, and then just like not getting infected wounds, because like <laughs> right. forget about these crazy apocalypse scenarios. Like without like modern technology, like because like because it's funny. I was reading in this. I was reading in um, Daniel Bryan's biography. He has this like theory about like you know how because of modern medicine and other because he was a very um, sick child okay and like and then i thought about me like i had really bad asthma growing up and i spent a lot of time at the doctor hospital and like in 18 even in 1800 like even my damn like i would not i would have died yeah like because like 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 you know you're not gonna make it like like that's nature like you know survival of the fittest but but then like so he's like so his whole idea is about how like because, but because of our technology, our we have sur- we have now overcome nature. Where like 
we because he's like I I get sick all the time. He's like I should not be alive. <laughs> like because he's like thirty. He's like thirty six, thirty seven. He's like he's like thirty seven. So he's like I should I probably should have died at like twelve. <laughs> so these so like I am just I'm not even supposed to be here. So nature's just like what are you doing here? Like you don't belong. You're weak. But we can be like screw you. I'm yeah, you I'm, know, fine. I'm fine. I got my modern. You gotta be like I could cure anything. Bring yeah. it on. Yeah. Like and so so now we got this whole group, like huge group of people that shouldn't even be here, <laughs> and we're just like fudging. And then we're and then we're crudding up the gene pool with our inferior because he's like, here's here's why I shouldn't have kids because I'm get sick all the time. So I'm gonna have a sickly kid that should also not make it past. <laughs> like so we're and then we're just making because like. We're just making the gene pool more sickly. And now we're a bunch of, like, just people. So, like, he's like, we shouldn't even be here. Because he's like, I'm denying by, by, by people that shouldn't be here because they should have died when they were, like, 10. Then their, their genes are, like, they're mating with other people that should also not be here. But we're preventing the world from, like, having superheroes. Because if we had all died off like we were supposed to and only the strongest people... Think about how much more powerful people would be, like thinking like that. I'm like, you're right, you're right, and that's. And then he's also like, it's also why if the apocalypse happens, with once all that technology's gone, there's gonna be just like a massive die off, like massive. Well, it's. I mean, because nature's finally like, I got you. You don't have any of your tricks. We are. I mean, like if you think about. Like, I, I always love those stories where, like, someone from modern times goes back to the past. You know, yeah. like, Connecticut Yankee King Arthur's Court kind of thing. How much would our information be actually useful? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sure we have skyscrapers and electricity. Could you make a lamp? Like, I couldn't. I know the basic idea behind a light bulb, but I could not go back and crack the light bulb. Be like, unless, I mean, unless you're like... I mean, you'd have to you'd, you'd have, have to do a Bill and Ted style. Yeah. You kidnap Edison yeah. and then take him back to like fifteen hundred. Yes. Be like there, but without. But then he's sort of that But then technology. he's like, well, I stole everybody else's ideas, so I'm useless. Yeah, really, we should have gotten Tesla. Oh, crap! Sorry. We're screwed. <laughs> now we're trapped in fifteen hundred with Edison, and he's a jerk. Yeah. Or medicine wise, you go back then, like, oh, oh, you're from the future. Help us. Well, antibiotics. How do you do? I don't know. It's like mold. It's right? like mold. I think just eat mold. <laughs> Is that is that it, guys? At least we could teach them to wash their hands. Yeah, that's true. But With then you're what? like, how do I make soap? Uh, Tallow? Yeah, pig fat, I'm pretty sure. Sure. Yeah. And then, like, you kill somebody with, like... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, I think it would be a disaster. we got to make sure we're sending the right people yeah. back in time. Because if you just send random dudes, they're just I mean, like, uh... I'm, I can write something for you. we got writers. What, do you, what else you got, future man? <laughs> then they're just like, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait. No, I'm telling the truth. I'm like, we believe you, but you're useless. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, you're from the future, but that's not. So we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't need your mouth to feed here, <laughs> and you're gonna give us all your diseases. We're working on like the combustion engine. Can you? Uh, no, I don't know. Magnets or something, right? <laughs> that's speaking in there. of magnets. You know how everybody's freaking out about that Lexus hoverboard? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. All you have to do, people, to stop freaking out about it is click on the link. Because guess what? Just a magnet? It's a special... You know that park that he's in? It's a special park. So it's only with, good on the it's little... Because you have to have... It's like a stuff in the... It's like magnet stuff. 
not magnets, but some kind of thing on the track, and then another thing on the board, and another thing you don't notice, do you see that man turn? No, you do not, because you cannot turn on that surface. He said, he even described it, he said it was like skateboarding on ice. Yeah, you just keep going, because there's no And he's like, you can't turn. So, no hoverboards, you guys. It's cool that they like have something. They made kind that of thing. They like kind of, it, but, but they they even had like some like scientists be like, "Real world is this likely? Um, very unlikely, because <laughs> like there is no applicable. Like you're gonna make so maybe you'll make a hoverboard park where people can't turn, and it's insanely dangerous. Like <laughs> if a professional skateboarder, he had to train for a long time just to even do the stuff in that video, and that's a professional. Right. And he said he wiped out like. Because it's not, again, it's like on ice. Imagine, put a skateboard, take the wheels off, and put it on ice. That's kind of like, kind of. Now, Back to the Future, like, they could take it all over the place. Yeah. It was kids that had it, so anybody could do it. We're not at that. It's not where we're at. However. we make the whole world. The fact that we have, like, that, and then there was that Kickstarter one for a while that are, like, you know, approaching the idea. You know, maybe another 25 years or something. People really want that hoverboard. People want the hoverboard. Because it's way, I guess the idea of a hoverboard is way more safe and sane than the idea of like, like the because at first you're like flying car sounds cool. Then you think about think about traffic and stuff yeah, now, and then think about like that in the sky. Yeah. I feel like that would kill off half the world. Right. Well, okay, like, just like you have a whole entire like population of people whose job is air traffic controllers. And even they don't get 100% of the time right when they have, like, a few airplanes in the sky. I mean, you know, if they sometimes make mistakes, imagine if everybody's and those just are, responsible. those are commercially trained yeah, pilots. Yeah, all they do is make sure not to crash into stuff, and even sometimes that doesn't go right. And then you put billions of like, people flying yeah, around each other. The whole, like... I just... That's your apocalypse that's right there. That's the apocalypse. <laughs> Seriously. Day one, yep. half of Earth Road is dead. Road. We're on the right like, side of the road. Just and then the other half is dead from falling flying right. cars and debris. Only the and people that stayed like underground during that <laughs> We're time. in the flying car shelter. <laughs> the, the smartest people. I'd be in that for like, yeah. like the handful of people in the flying car shelter. <laughs> That's the only ones left. Yep. You know how not to be the only one left. How so? Listening to podcasts, you would have known ahead of time. You got our advice right there. If you listen to it on Stitcher, you you wouldn't. You would have known. You do know. If you're listening right now on Stitcher, you know. Well, go to radiobrendo.com if you haven't yet. Click the Stitcher link. That'll take you to our show page. If you haven't signed up for a Stitcher account, go to go there. Sign up for the account. It's free, and you can use that on all your mobile devices, on web browser, everywhere. It's all over the place. Use the code BrendoMan if you haven't signed up for an account yet. But wait, what type of shows could I listen to? All kinds of shows. All your favorite podcasts, including the Benview Network of podcasts. Uh-huh. Which you should be listening to all of these fine shows. Yes, yes. Benson's Boombox, Benview on Spielberg, Comic Nerd Unite, Dinner Party Small Talk, Extra Damage, Flagons and Dragons, Friday Night Film Fights... Grissom on the Run, Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show, Midnight Marinara, Nerd's Eye View, Pick Your Path, Picture Start with Derek Armijo, Pillage Cast, Popsicles, and Shut Up Leonard, and Star Wars Nerds Unite.
pretty good. Speaking of Shut Up Leonard, Joel McHale started a small panic earlier this week when he implied that the show was canceled because he said they didn't have money. But it turned out he was just making kind of a... He was just guessing Hmm. because their contracts are up. And he just was like, well, Gillian Jacobs and Allison Brie can't really... You're not going to be able to pay them. They're not going to come back for the same price. And, like, you just don't... I don't know if they have that money. And that was just Jeff. But I think somebody at the network told him, like, oh, don't say that. Because he, he's like, not canceled. We don't know yet. Right, right. So he kind of rescinded all that. So we still don't know. There could be a season seven. Could be. Could be a movie. Could be both. That'd be cool. Could be whatever. I'm, I still haven't watched the finale because I was like, I haven't either. I was kind of saving. Have you watched any? I've watched like about half the season. The problem is like maybe Windows 10 will fix this. I don't know. The Yahoo player just always. See, I watch out. it on Xbox and I haven't had any yeah, problems. That's the problem. You should come over. Hey, Josh, too Anderson's many podcasts. In the chat. I agree. What's up? Too many podcasts. Too many podcasts. Too many cats. Too many casts. You know what you can't have too many of, though? What? Websites that are hosted on DreamHost. It's true. Unlimited, you could just keep... As long as you have the domain names, you could just keep adding them to your account. That's right. For one price. And you can save $50 off that one price by using the promo code... Code. I don't know what I was doing there. (laughs) Code Radio Brendo Man. That's Radio Brendo Man at checkout... And you'll save $50 off your order to start your web empire. Nice. And they'll also give you a free domain registration. Fantastic. On top of the one, if you sign up for a year of hosting, you already get one. You'll get a second domain name. That's your empire right there. Start it up. It's pretty good. Yeah, because I'm ready to start it up. You know, this is pretty good. What? Getting shipping and other great things for such an affordable price. It's real good. Only $99 a year. But if you're not quite ready to pay that $99 a year, which I'm telling you... It is worth it. Amazon Prime. You can try it out. Amazon Prime, 30-day free trial. Go to RadioBrendo.com. Click that Amazon Prime free trial link. And if you don't feel like doing that yet, but you're still shopping at Amazon, we all know. Might as well. We all know. That's what we do. Scroll down past that Amazon Prime link. You'll see another link just to go to Amazon. Click that link. Then do your Amazon shopping. You'll be helping us out. Yes. Without having to spend any money more, just, what normally just your normally normally great Amazon prices, super fast and easy shipping, one stop shop. Get all your gifts, get all your toilets, and your we'll read out what you guys buy. Your condoms, all of the things that you can, all buy. the stuff all you the can stuff. buy. Your let's see what we got this. We week. got some good stuff this week. We got some stuff. We got Nintendo, the Legend of Zelda costume tank dress. I think this is Audrey's so, Halloween some costume. These, some of these might be, uh, yeah. We got Simplicity Children's Stylist Skinny Leggings. Seamless. Could this also be costume Possible. stuff? Janelle ordered some costume stuff this week, so this we might be that. Earth's Essentials Organic Fractionated? Is that a thing? Fractionated? What does that mean? Sounds like a mix of words there. I don't know. It's coconut oil. Food grade. Alright. This is coconut oil. This is definitely, uh... So you like... Looks fractionated? Fractionated? Like cut into little smaller parts? I don't know. Fractionated. Ooh, look at that. Amazon's got a square thing now. For oh, Amazon nice. payments. Nice. Man. Once again, there's no reason if you run a business to not take cards anymore. Well, Mr... 
don't know where the square no, is. I found it now. You found it now. Yeah. Just lost right. it for a little bit. That's all. You just lost it when we could have used it when somebody <laughs> wanted to pay with a card and wanted to buy a bunch of stuff. Eh, probably lost a ton of money. Yeah. They, bought, they bought some stuff with cash. It worked. We got uh, Harpo Marx as Trickster. It's a book it's a about book? Harpo Marx. Nice. And his role as the trickster of the Marx brothers. Sounds interesting. And um, if you're... Um, He's the like silent one, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Nice. We got a portable mini speaker system. Um... And it's rechargeable battery and base resin. All right. Resin? Is that a thing? Base? Base resin? I think that's cut off. I think so. Maybe like resonator or something like that. We got Check It Out with Dr. Steve Rule. Check It Out. Seasons 1 and 2 DVD. Eat an apple, dummy. Why you do that, dingus? <laughs> For your health. Why would you do that when they, that's my favorite when they pretend they don't. Why would you do that? Did you see that, by the way, Tim and Eric's uh, bedtime stories on Hulu now? What? Yes. Oh, no. Or, okay, they advertise it. It might be, like, coming this month. I haven't actually oh, watched it yet, dude. but I just saw an ad for it. So, uh, heads up on that. Thing. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Coming to Hulu. Once all the wrestling's over. <laughs> um, Rush, this is the Ron Howard, Chris Hemsworth race car movie. Oh, okay. Supposedly it's good, but I don't like race cars and I don't like Ron Howard. You don't like Ron Howard? I don't like like 80% of his movies. Alright, that's fair. I like Parenthood. Yeah, he's done some great stuff, you gotta admit. I like... Other movies that he did. I like Parenthood. Oh, he's done other good ones. Come on. What else did he direct? Stuff. He did other good stuff. Things. A Beautiful Mind, which I hated. hated that movie. Um, The... Well, didn't he do Apollo 13? Splash. Splash is good. Apollo 13, I I thought it was all right. Oh, come on. There were parts of it I was bored. Um, Splash is good. Apollo 13 is okay. I like Apollo 13. Da Vinci Code movies Ugh, are no. Dumb. Um, a lot of his movies, he's, he's very hit or miss for me. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's see. What about filmography? I'm gonna, I'm gonna know, if only it. we had this web page. You know, have to look right at here. your what about, phone. Oh, he acted in a lot of stuff. He's a good, he's yes, fun as an actor. Oh, Opie. what about, I mean, he didn't direct, but uh, um, Arrested Development, of course. That's not a Ron Howard. But he's the joint. narrator. I'm cocoon. not gonna go. I'm, I'm not a cocoon fan. What? Gung Ho? No. Willow? Okay, he directed Willow. That's what it says as director. All right. Yeah, you're right. He did. All right. Okay, Willow. I'll give you Willow. Um, Backdraft. I don't like Backdraft. Ah, uh, Far and Away. Eh. I'm skipping over ones I don't care about. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a Frost lot. Nixon was good. Frost, Frost Nixon, Nixon was good. Yeah, I'll like give you that. that. Pretty much, that's the highlight. Yeah, there. I'm telling you, he's very hit or miss for me. Huh, yeah. Mostly miss. Ed TV was like okay. It was okay, but it was definitely no, very overshadowed by Truman Show. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So he's done some good stuff. This early stuff. Parenthood is great. Splash, Splash is great. Definitely. Give I like that. Cocoon and Willow too. Eh. Cocoon, I could, 
I could give you that one. Uh, I could. I mean, I could take it. Or I could leave it. <laughs> you give it to me. I could you said you give it to me. Wilford Brimley it. Yeah. Jessica Tandy, come on. And Gutenberg it. Gutenberg. I like Tandy. I'll give yeah. you Tandy any yeah. day. Yeah. What's her husband's name? Hmm. Other guy. That it's guy. In the movies. Movies. All right. Jessica Tandy. Check it out. Because there's Jessica Tandy. That was the old lady. Right. Jessica Lang. She's older now. She's now an American Horror Story, and she's great. Just, I don't know. <laughs> I've been a little preoccupied because like, one of the cracked guys, the guy that does John Dies at the end, posted right. this link to this Reddit thread. Okay. And it's one of the scariest things. What is it? Well, I'd have to find it, and I don't want to talk about it. Because it's really scary. Okay. This woman posted, it was a Reddit thread from a couple years ago. And she, so she had an app that like recorded, like, so it's like a sleep monitor app. Okay. And, and so she, so, and then like it record, if you make noise in your sleep, like if you're snoring or if you're like coughing, it would start recording. activity. So it'd start recording. And so it would record those sounds. So she was at home by herself. The only other person, sure, her five-year-old said he was having nightmares. So he he came and slept in her bed. And um, I only listened. I didn't listen to this (laughs) because it was like I'm pretty sure if I listened to it, I would sleep for like ever. (laughs) But I just listened to. I read people's descriptions of what it was, and there was like a third party because it was. There was a third party that like wrote out like what it was and like so I knew it was like not just shoot somebody making it up. Okay. Like it was multiple people saying this is what it was. Okay. And they even had like people later on like this people have investigating this again. It was posted like three or four years ago and people have like gone over it. Audio professionals have determined that there is a second voice on this recording. It's not hers. Okay. And it's not her son. What does it say? Well, so first you hear like a bunch of it sounds like somebody with flip flops, like it's like a clacking okay. sound, and then like and then it stops, and then you hear her say, "What are you doing?" And then you hear a m- really deep man's voice just talking about <laughs> it. It's freaking me out. No, they. Uh, Josh, I'm getting to that. This is where, again, I want to believe what Josh is saying. Okay. So then you hear the man's voice, and it says nothing. So, But that's also, again, it. I think it sounds nothing, but then there's other people, including some of the auto-professionals, that think it says really freakier things. I do know that book, but this is again. I'm not. I'm not done yet, Josh. All right, all right. I'm not tell. done. All right. Because my brain is. I'm thinking everything that you're thinking about. But again, I, ca- I and I was thinking that, and then I kept reading and looking up other things about this incident. Okay. Um. So, anyways, there's some people. Some of the people that the audio professionals that like when and these are independent people that like posted on the reddit thread and like there's other people that vouched for them and like again like this has been investigated okay and like he said one of them said it sounds like he says her name not 
nothing instead okay. of nothing. Like, okay. Anyways, so multiple people have, like, again, audio professionals have said this is not doctored. Like, they've analyzed it. I don't know how you could 100%. And then, like, they vouched. People on Reddit like verified that this is not this is not an advertisement. This okay. is not this person is a like they did somebody went again, people on Reddit are this was posted in like a skeptic thing, like trying to debunk this and they couldn't So okay, but here's my question then. Some people though, there is a legitimate cause she did say afterwards she changed her locks and then it stopped happening and then it and then it nothing ever happened. But she it didn't. It stopped happening before she changed her locks. Okay. It could be a person in her house. Could be a person. They could have staged it. But yes, I mean, right now you and I could record voices. I'm telling. But I just mean, okay. I'm just. just I agree. Assuming you believe her backstory, like. But people again. A lot of people went through. I mean, as good as Reddit detectives can be, I, and I her mean, story you know. checks out. Again, I read. I read. I How do they know this. nobody was at her house? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, even if they verified, she still could have hired somebody to come into her. I don't know. I, I, I I'd have. I'm too scared. I can't listen well, to it. Okay, because, so there's a big thing though, because whether or not you believe it, it's still fun to be creeped out by it. It's again, it's it's kind of the premise of the the paranormal activity, except that's on video, obviously. But yeah, it's that same thing. It's terrifying. Well, that it's real. Plus, you, know. you all heard. I mean, I told Mike's story. Right, right. So that on top of it, where again, Mike heard a mysterious. Yeah. And. I again, I get, I, I don't know, and so just the idea of it is like horror, and then the fact that like I don't know, it is Reddit, and a lot of people post things, but like if it's it so is, fun. and then there's a lot of comments on the like on the David Wong post itself, where people were just like, uh, most people were blew it off because these are typical cracked, very <laughs> jaded, yes. cracked readers. But I don't know. It's just, just think, just the idea of it is like oh, yeah. very. Because at Terrible. first I was like, that sounds like a good app. Like, do I want to know? Like, because I'm still, I still am not 100% sure if I have sleep apnea. Right. Like, I went to a place and they said I don't, but I'm like, I don't know. And so, what would you having, do if you recorded yourself? And I heard somebody, I would, someone I would never you. sleep again. I would, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> He just punched me in the chest. Just the idea of it is like horrible. I will punch you. Why would you do you that? You can't sleep tonight Because, <laughs> yeah, like, if, and then going back, I would. Because likely it means somebody came in here. Yeah, well, one way or another. And I think even in that, like, the most logical thing, if she didn't make it up, which is also logical, is that somebody came into her house. Well, I mean, yeah. You're just lucky that I, as much as I love doing small pranks, that I'm not really mean. Because it would well, be so easy also, to do you'd things Also, you know that I would murder you. You would, but so many things. I mean, just right now, I could think of 20 off the top of my head <laughs> that you would just, like, completely, utterly freak out. But I wouldn't do that, because I'm not that kind of guy. I shouldn't. Somebody, I don't know. <laughs> it is terrifying, though. Like that's why, to me, that paranormal activity—at least the initial one—I realize it kind of wears off after oh. a while. But like the idea of you don't know someone's doing something to you at night, especially a ghost, like well, especially when you're asleep. Yeah. Ugh. Like holy crap. Well, then Brian, um, who has been on the show, sent me a link of like 
baby monitor things, but those were people messing. Oh, that was because right. people. It was people hacking into people's baby monitors and recording it right. and just scaring people with their baby monitors. <laughs> but and I'm like, another reason not to have children because malicious people can hack your baby monitor. <laughs> well, we for a while when we had one, I'm trying to think, one of our apartments. It must have been like over there in uh, in La Palma, but you could like pick up if you didn't have it on the right thing, you'd pick up other people's conversations <laughs> and stuff, or like radio signals and whatever. Well, I remember like back in the walkie-talkie days, we would mess around with oh, them and yeah. pick up. Like you could even some of them, you could pick up people's phone conversations yeah. and stuff. Like especially yeah, with the wireless like with phone the wireless one, people yeah. when everybody had those cordless phones. Yeah. I remember like I remember my brother and I like listened to like when we figured out like we would listen to the neighbors on their phone like a lot. <laughs> like yeah. really, it's a different time. <laughs> that was back in the days when you could like actually do prank calls too. You know. Oh. Don't even remind me about the glory days of, like, no caller ID or anything. Like, you could order pizzas for people yeah. and all that stuff. There was, okay, this, I, speaking of scary, mm-hmm. there was, like, the only time I think I ever got prank called. At, at the time, like, it scared me to death because it was, like, late at night. And it was, I got, for my 16th birthday, my parents put in my own phone line in the mm-hmm. house. Because, you know, this is back when if you didn't have your own, it would be busy and... This is like we didn't have call waiting yet, so I, you know, having my own phone line is a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So someone called late at night on my phone, and I picked it up, and it was someone doing like a like a demon voice, and they're like, <laughs> "Phil, this is Satan. I'm coming for your phone," <laughs> and like hung up. And I was like alone at night, and I'm like, I know this is just a prank call, but it scared the poo out of me. I was just, uh, uh, and I didn't want to tell my mom and dad because I want them to be mad that people are like doing prank calls on my phone or yeah. something, and you know, rescind the whole phone present thing. So. I just kind of like freaked out for the night and left, let it be. But yeah. man, I remember my brother and I. I remember our last prank call. This was even after I had already gotten grounded <laughs> for making a prank call because my friend was stupid and left a freaking message on the answer machine, like left evidence. So that's how we got caught. It, yeah. But then afterwards, my brother and I still made prank calls. Because this is what you did, especially like our mom was gone like all the time. So, like, yeah. we just and I remember the first time somebody's mom, like, we prank called this girl in my brother's class, and somebody's mom star 69'd us, and we were like, oh crap, because we had <laughs> to like work. pick it up because otherwise our machine would pick right. it up. And then, then it and would then be like, a message there for yeah. your parents. well, yeah. also, like, it tells who it is because they didn't know who right, it was. Right. And so it'd be like, oh, this is the crease. Oh, so I'm like, do we change the machine? It'd be like, duh, 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 duh. like <laughs> and we almost did that. But then we're like, what if mom comes home before we change it back? And because <laughs> we wanted to, we were like, that would really mess with them. Where if the machine was just like, hey, you're a big dumb idiot. <laughs> hey, you thought you were gonna catch us, huh? <laughs> that was awesome. But instead. We were like, what do we do? So we would just pick up the phone and hang it up. And we did that for like, and they kept calling and calling. And we're like, I hope this stops before mom comes home. <laughs> Finally, it stopped. And we're like, well, I guess that's it. Like, it's over. Because then yeah. caller ID happened. Then yeah, then, then you're and done. Like, it was done. But at that time, even not a lot of people had caller ID, but Star 69 yeah. was very much a thing. 
And, like, for a kid, like, if I was an adult on my own, I could have still, it's like, I don't care. But for a kid, like, you didn't know if they, because what if they waited and then, like, what if they, what if they didn't make any calls the whole day and then they're like, I'm going to catch this kid. And they waited in, like, Star 69 at, like, nighttime and, like, your dad answered the phone or whatever. So, like, my brother and I, we both knew. We're like, it's over. (laughs) It's done. Now you just got a toilet paper. Yeah. And even that now, you don't know who has. I can imagine now, like yeah. security cameras are real cheap now. Oh yeah, like people have them for their computer, and like if you're on video, like people could take that to the cops. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I would not. It was a different time. It was definitely for sure. a different time. I mean, even then, like they, in Big Bear, I remember because we, you know, it started being a big thing. We'd go around in toilet paper places, and I remember at one point they started cracking down, saying things at the high, at the high school like. They're going to give tickets yeah. and, you know, hold people. And they were even talking about curfews. I think at some point they put a curfew in after I was there. But, you know, Ugh, it was a curfew. It got to that point where we had to, like, cool it off a little bit, you know. Yeah. But there's something about that. I don't know. Was, those are fun times. I remember, well, I remember our prime. We're <laughs> such losers. Because, <laughs> like. We had, I remember, we had a winter formal. So we had we had a homecoming dance, right, which right. was a non-formal thing. Really? Like, well, at my Christian high school, it was. It was like a formal thing. But then in in, in my in my regular public school, it was just a dance. It was nothing. Huh. And and then it was like a, there was a winter formal, which was Sadie Hawkins. Right. And we and so me and all my friends, like no girls were asking us. <laughs> To the dance, so that was like our ultimate TP night. No one's like, home, and nobody's home, and we are we are having revenge on everybody <laughs> for having fun. Um, I remember one because they would hold it at the school, and so junior year, I remember we just were like, "All right, this is it." Like we prepped, and that was also the night of a hundred tacos. <laughs> I ever tell you about this? My friend, well, I had one of my friends. His dad was a pilot. And his mom, like his parents were divorced, so it was just his dad. So his dad would be gone for like days, right. and like so we would like live at his house. Because my mom, as long as we were at somebody's house, like we couldn't just be like, oh, we're just gonna go out and do whatever. We're like, oh, if I'm spending a night at somebody's house, that's okay, right? And like my mom was friends with his dad, and I guess she didn't realize that he was never <laughs> there because she's like, oh yeah, Mr. Schrock, he's great. And so we're like, all right. And then we just go to my friend's house. And we weren't doing anything bad, but we were like, it's like no curfew. We could go out and like we, you know, we went hot tubbing and like snuck into places and, and not, like just everything you could possibly do. And 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 so one, one night, like winter formal night, we met up at Mike's house. This is another, the other Mike. Different Mike. Okay. This is Mike with the dad that was always gone. And, um, and so we met up there and... We're like, this is the ultimate TP night. We bought tons of toilet paper. We, we My friend borrowed his mom's van. We covered up the license plate because it was a custom plate. Right. Like, we went all out. We, like, this, I think this might have been when we wore lucha masks. Because I remember I had a lucha mask. See, that's even scarier. Specifically, <laughs> I had a lucha mask specifically for the purpose of TPing. Um, because... There was private security in some areas because this was like in Rancho Santa Fe and like Del Mar, like right. nice. So like you, they would they would like try and take your picture. So like we didn't. So like that's why we started. I think like we got into like trying to disguise ourselves, huh. and because um, that was their thing. They couldn't do anything, but they would try and take your picture, 
and if that happened, and they, you know, you're, that's it, right, you're done. Right, right. Um, so, <clears throat> so, anyways, we TP'd a couple of our friends' houses, and we knew they were like all gone. And then we were like, let's go to Jack in the Box. And again, so my friend's dad would also just leave him like <laughs> hundreds of dollars, like because they had money and like whatever. And so. <laughs> He just always had like just crazy amounts of cash, and so we, we just like we were just trying to think about like oh like it was late and like everything was closed with Jack in the Box and he's like you know what we're gonna do boys, and I'm like I'm gonna order a hundred tacos to see if they could do it. So it was like fifty bucks, right, two tacos. Yeah. So we had so we so we came up, we ordered a hundred tacos. Like how many or like a hundred, and you could hear Ugh. the egg like the anger on the other end of. The- I hope you checked each one for spit or other... uh... Well, so then, like, we... Well, what happened was... Then, you know how Jack in the Box actually had, like, shopping bags? (laughs) So we got, like, two shopping bags (laughs) full time. And it turned out they just, at some point, just started just putting... We ended up... We counted... We had, like, 120 tacos. Because they were tossing (laughs) them in there. And so there was, like, eight of us. Well, we filled up my friend's van. So, yeah, eight of us. It was my friend's mom's van. And we filled it up. Eight of us. I think we ate maybe twenty tacos, like twenty five tacos. <laughs> so we, had, gut bombs, we had like a hundred tacos. So then we pulled up to this car, and like these girls were just giving us tood. It was some like older girls. Okay. Like I think they were like, like they were like college age, and like they had gone to Torrey Pines, and they were. They were just giving us crap, so we just decided to start throwing tacos out the window at their car, and then we ended up like, that gives me an idea. So the next house we went to, we threw tacos. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine, like, they would find, like, rotten tacos, like, all over the place. What is this? Because we just had this big, giant bag of tacos. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was the night of the tacos. The night of the taco. And uh, yeah, we we didn't, we I never got I never got cut. <laughs> but now, now, but now it's out, I feel it's like, out there. I feel like oh yeah. Well, been looking for the taco bandits ever since. <laughs> you just, just released the them. worst thing. The worst thing we ever did. Because <laughs> there was this girl, and we we gave her a real hard time because she was not the nicest girl. Okay, and um. So like we TP'd her house like at least once a month, <laughs> like, once a month, and so, maybe she wasn't nice because people kept TPing her house. Ah, maybe. <laughs> um, so one time she wasn't even there. We found out she was at her dad's house. Or so poor mom, like we just totally TP'd this house. So she comes outside. We run in the car, and then we're like, oh, she's just standing out there. And I think she was on the phone, like calling the cops or something. <laughs> Not again. My friend was like, pulled back around, and he puts on his lucha mask, grass roll of toilet paper. <laughs> he hit her mom, like, right in the head. <laughs> so I can just imagine this poor woman's on the phone with the cops, like, they're toilet paper in my house, and then just thud. <laughs> Man, you guys were thugs. We were kind of thugs. <laughs> well, San Diego a- thugs. Well, because then the next year, we're like, what, do, what can we do to <laughs> amp this up? And then we got because, like I said, the 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 it was at the school, so we knew where everybody's cars were parked. Right. And so we just went through the parking lot and found our friends' cars and just did lots of things <laughs> to those cars. 
So you, I think I might have mentioned it before on the show, but do you know what happened when our house got toilet paper in? Did your mom kill somebody? No. So my dad was a youth leader at a church for a long time. And so, you know, that's often a common target for yeah. toilet paper. So we would get toilet paper for a while there. I and mean, we probably got toilet paper 10 or 15 times as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So my parents, this just will give you an illustration of why I'm as thrifty as I am. My parents, not they only made us clean it up. They had us get these big, we had these like big metal buckets. We filled the buckets with the teepee and those went upstairs in the kid bathroom. And we didn't get fresh rolls of toilet paper until we used up the teepee from the TPing incident. <laughs> so yeah, you think I am stingy? I got it from my parents. Your mom made you use other people's toilet paper. Yep. And I'm like, but there's like leaves and grass. And like, I don't care. Tell your friends to stop toilet paper in the house. I'm like, it's not my friends. They don't even like me. Like, I don't even know who these people. Are. Yeah. So yeah. So we always had a big like metal tin bucket thing up there, full of loose toilet paper with grass and bits, and you had to pick out the grass as you went through. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's horrible. So there you go. Well, somebody bought a $10 PlayStation Store gift card. Oh, nice. Very cool. Very good. We got a BM Works Speed Extender lightweight bicycle handlebar. It's like a bike. Smartphone case mount thing. thing. Okay. We got Disguise Link Classic Costume. Pretty sure this is part of the so costume Why is it Disguise thing? Link? I don't know. You know they have all kinds of weird names for it. Is it like is it because is it is it, is it considered a disguise? Because it just looks like Link. Yeah, I think they just—it's just a weird. It's by disguise costume. Uh, that's why. That's why. So there you go. I don't think. How did this company get a Nintendo license? Officially, it actually looks really good because that part did come. But it doesn't have the boots. It doesn't have the boots. It doesn't have the pants. It doesn't but have the sword. Part, it's got the hat, the belt, and the tunic thing. It does look pretty cool. It, it, it actually looks it looks super cute That's on like it, That's like cosplay grade. Yeah. it's She's... She, like Luke's been wearing the stuff as it comes along, <laughs> and it's, he's obsessed with it. Because Janelle also bought him, like, a sword and a shield and stuff, and... Oh, he's in paradise. Nice. <clears throat> All right. We got Little Tyke's Bold and Bright Toy Chest. Nice. We got Luigi Amiibo, Pac-Man Amiibo, Japanese import. Mm. We got Shifting World for Nintendo 3DS. Have you heard of this? I have. Is it cool? Uh, it's like a puzzle game, I think. Ooh, that does. It's like black and white. This might be what Janelle got me. She said she got me a prize. This might be it. What if it's spoiled? Did I spoil your prize? No, that's okay. What if she got you those amiibos? She just does these like guilt prizes. Like when she goes and buys a bunch of stuff, she'll go, oh, I'll get you a prize. And then, not that she has to, but she just, you know, she knows it makes me feel good. Then when all the packages come and it's not fun stuff, but there's something in it for me. And cool. a Sonic amiibo, Japan import. Nice. So there you go. That might all end up in your prize. You Do you have know. a prize box? No, I just get to open it. <laughs> I don't have to earn it. Not yet, anyway. Don't give her that idea. Uh oh. <laughs> These are the things that you have to do. Ooh. Well, thanks to everyone for uh, buying stuff, including Janelle, if you're listening. <laughs> Bedroom prize bags. Yeah, we, yeah, you never know. I mean, <laughs> it's just a nightstand. <laughs> All right. I could say a lot of things right now that I'm not going to say. You could. <laughs> All right. Be sure to check out. If you want to say things, you can go to our Facebook group. True. Lots of people People do. posting lots of stuff all day long. Yeah. Um, Mark Bolton... Got a there's a second wave of Simpsons I saw that. Legos. You got comic, you got book, comic guy. book guy. 
And uh, Mark Ariano was writing about, um, he was writing about something. Oh, he he got the rare. Oh, yeah, the, like, anniversary pack or whatever it is. Which looks awesome. And he was, but he was saying like these water levels are ridiculous. I'm like, of yeah, course they are. That's how water levels. Water are. levels are the devil. All the way back, Super Mario Brothers. All those man. starting. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I like the yeah, water but level, it's but hard it's really it doesn't control. <laughs> but the, it, it was funny. That's like my favorite one of Derek's stories. Was his mom? He'd always have his mom get him to the water level because he only wanted to play the water <laughs> level. Wow. It's like I just imagine Derek's mom of every other like, figuring out how to play this Super Mario Brothers. Because <laughs> he loved the, I'm sure it was, because that water level music. And if you did, but if you didn't have fireballs on one of those water, oh, yeah. forget about You're it. You're out of luck. You're screwed. And the little squid things come after you and. Screwed. Yeah, bad. Also, Steve Espinoza posted about that movie that we're going to look up. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Masked Saint. Masked Saint, yeah. Just, like a, all it says is coming soon. It needs to come now because... It's a wrestler, but he's a pastor. It's kind of like... It, okay. A wrestling pastor. So after I looked at it a little more, it reminds me of... Um, Nacho Libre, if yeah, it if was real. Yeah, if it's a Nacho Libre series. Because it's like, it's so weird. Because it's like these really well shot, like... They could. They spent money on the wrestling parts, yep. and then it's like this lifetime movie, yeah, like cheese TBN ball, almost. like super cheesy Christian. Where it's like God will only give us that what we can handle. Yeah, and like, then you got like, brrr, and then like stuff. Roddy Piper, yeah, is in it. Like so random, it's so weird. It is. It's like someone watched Nacho Libre and was like, "This would make a good drama." I'm, I'm making this and can spread the word of the Lord. Yeah. That's. I think that's what happened. Because it looks ridiculous. I can't wait to watch it. It looks, it looks amazing. And I know how much you like bad Christian movies. Oh, yes, I do. I mean, love, hate, obviously. But it's got to be really bad. Like, there's tons of ones that are just like, ugh. But I mean, like, really bad ones? Really bad ones. Are you going to watch the Christian Mingle movie? <laughs> if, if that ever comes out, I will definitely. Not wait, it the didn't theater. come out? Well, I don't know if it's, like, going to be released. I don't know. What about the um, other one? The What was the... It was the Fifty Shades of Grey like oh, response. Gosh. I know. I see. That's there's a <laughs> that's fine just line like that's really just annoying. Bad. Yeah, something like Christian Mingle where they're really trying to make like a, <laughs> a movie with that premise. Like I have to see what it is they do for an hour and twenty minutes. Like I just have to know. Same with like that praise band movie. I'm like, how is this an hour and twenty minutes? What are we gonna do here? And it delivered in spades. So I'm pretty sure this serious Nacho Libre one. It's gonna be good. The Masked Saint. The Masked Saint. But, like, some of it, it's just, it was so weird what they, you could tell they spent money on and other things. Like, even the titles looked real cheap. Yeah. Like, real cheap. Do you think they just, like, licensed footage of wrestlers, or do you think they shot it original? I mean, maybe I mean, they you know, spent, maybe they bought a wrestling maybe they movie. Bought, yeah, maybe they just bought stuff. <laughs> I don't and know. Edited, like, Ed Wood style. They just bought, like, stock footage of wrestling and edited it in somehow. It's weird. I will have oh, to look I at it. I have to see this. I'm getting more I excited think they just, dreaming about it. I think they just spent the money on the wrestling to try because they like tried to it that might yeah. And then maybe they, it was a filmmaker they didn't realize like 
you're like maybe they didn't know how to budget correctly or like and they like oh we got to film the rest yeah. of this movie oh we got the wrestling stuff like I spent a million dollars on this wrestling. That was just like their scene. second unit. That like the director is amazing. Yeah, and the real guy has no idea how to make. Yeah, I, I, that could also be the case. Like maybe they had like some like awesome <laughs> stunt. Oh, we should have. You should have been the real thing. Speaking yeah. of Roddy Piper, uh, since we were talking about him last week, I went on and watched a whole like. Uh, compilation Did you watch him tag doing, team no I just watched him do an eye poke so oh. someone just put that together was like hundreds of eye pokes spot. yeah cause again he is the original bad guy he's the best and that eye poke spot the only person I've ever seen come anywhere close to like that level of greatness doing eye gouges is Kevin Owens cause Benson and I saw him do this great eye poke spot where the him and his opponent, he started doing eye pokes with his opponent, and then the referee got involved, and he started eye poking the referee. <laughs> then the referee eye poked him, and it was just, it was amazing. And I don't think I've ever seen anything of that. Cause, like, but yeah, I think, I think Kevin Steen learned a lot of his heel tactics from Roddy Piper. And uh, so, yeah, he's the best. I still, I, I watched the opening credits for Tag Team, and then I had to, like, do something else, but like I, I really, I wish that this was a show, and I have to watch the rest of it because it's, I mean, it's it's Roddy Piper and Jesse Ventura trying to like really trying, trying to, to act. act, yeah. But they're still playing wrestlers, and even that is like even it's hard. That's hard. Well, it's like Hulk Hogan, no holds barred. Like you're basically playing yourself, right. and you're still terrible. Do you, do you, I don't know if you remember back to like the first time The Rock hosted SNL. Yeah. And they had a bunch of other wrestlers on it. Oh, too. yeah. The Rock was great, but the other wrestlers. I remember, different I remember levels, the big show was funny, but like Triple H, you're like, what, like, what are you oh, doing? Oh, Some man. of them were like. And, and again, they're just being wrestlers, and you're like, dude, you just have to be your, what you actually are. It was, it was tough. But whoever would have thought The Rock would be like a breakout comedy star, like. He's huge now. Yeah, literally. Well, so that's our Facebook group. Also, check out our subreddit. Yeah. Um, you can get links to all this stuff on the RadioBrendo.com page. Um, Kickstarter? Kickstarter. Okay, well, first of all, uh, hopefully you've gotten an email. Uh, probably went out today mm-hmm. um, for the surveys. Because what we're doing right now, I want to get... Not the, not the full survey for t-shirt size and stuff, but this is early surveys for... Um, the uh, commentaries we're going to do. So you're going to nominate movies for commentaries. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to nominate subjects for us to talk about on our... So we're doing two of each. We're doing two movies and two commentaries. Special or two special episodes. Podcast episodes. So you get to nominate two movies and you get to nominate two special episode subjects. I'll compile all the stuff. Um, and then we'll have final voting. And then we'll, yeah, we'll do a couple rounds of voting like we did last time. And then... Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll get the final ones there. So make sure you, if you get that, um, I'm trying to do it a little differently this time because um, Kickstarter kind of updated the way that they do the updates and stuff a little bit. So I'm just doing updates and it sends out the messages and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll see how that works. If it doesn't get a good response, I'll go back to the old way. So let me know if you're not getting those messages. Hopefully, if you were a backer. I think if you're a backer, you get all of you those. Should be, you yeah, should, it should be, yeah. It should be going them. good. Because I get all of you. I mean, I have one that... It's the Colin Hanks Tower Records documentary, and I still get the emails when he updates it. Yeah. So hopefully that should all be good, and we'll start hearing back on those. I've gotten a couple of them already of nominations. Um, So hopefully, hopefully we'll 
Again, I'm pulling for... I'm always pulling for Angus. Yeah. I'm also, this year, I want to pull for Peanut Butter Solution. Especially after finding out that Phil has not seen it... In a long time. In a long time, time yes. because I want to watch Phil's brain explode. I have memories the insanity of... Of watching it in the current day. Yeah. Because it does deliver. I, I mean, they, when they, I've heard, I heard when they showed it. I mean, I was there when I watched people watch the trailer to it. I think it was at New Beverly, and people were like, "What?" <laughs> and they're like, "This is a fake thing that they made." I'm like, "Just like this no, this movie. is." So I can't. I've heard. I heard the response was like, "It's they like they thought they like it's still it's it's it might end up like turning into a midnight huh. movie because like people just went crazy for it because it is crazy." Uh, other news on the Kickstarter. Um, I also have looked in. I found out like what colors mm. we have for vinyl. So we need to decide because it's not like each person gets to pick one. Yeah. We're gonna have to go for one. So yeah. you and I are gonna decide. And there's it's, there's a possibility of like some uh, you know how they kind of mix other colors in. But as far as the base colors go, and I think it might cost more to mix in. So we're probably gonna avoid that. Um, but you, they got a lot of options like red, blue, green, yellow, orange, white, and clear. And then they also have like clear versions of most of those colors as well. Mm. You know, they have like the solid colors of the clear. So. All right, you'll have to show them to so, me. So yeah, well, I can I can look it up with you and show it to you what we got here. All right, and, uh, upcoming shows and events. We got the Shrine Show. Ooh, yeah, that's coming up August twenty third. Got to make that Ready, sign get up. That. Get the, on that. Yes, yes. Get on that, Phil. And um, that'll be at the Reef in Los Angeles. It's if you've ever been to the Shrine Show, it's only a mile away from where it used to be, or is sometimes. I guess they're splitting it yeah. between the Shrine Expo Center and the Reef. Go to Comic Book Sci Fi for directions. Also, again, that's August twenty third. I think it's like ten bucks. And we'll have a Benview Network table. Yes, plus we'll you can buy lots stuff. of stuff. You can buy stuff from us. You can also get stickers. We'll be recording. It'll be me, you, Derek, Lindy, and possibly a Matt Benson appearance. That would be cool. But there'll be the four of us there. That's comicbooksci-fi.com. Also, um, we'll be Haley Atwell That's right. at the convention. And other cool guests. And other cool things. And, um, yeah. So yeah. definitely come check it out if you're in the Los Angeles area. If you're in the Los Angeles, Orange County area, be sure to check out Long Beach Comic Con September 12th and 13th. And we are confirmed, Phil. We got Phil. confirmed. We got our time. We're going to be on Sunday. Sunday at, I think, oh, 11. 11.30, I think it is. It was something in the morning uh, I'll double check. I texted it to you. I don't you know, look it. at that right now. But yes, we are on <laughs> Sunday, which is cool. And uh, it was confirmed. We're in the schedule. And, uh, you know, there's there's always, especially in recent times... Oh, I gotta times, tell Patrick. Oh, yes, that's true. Sunday at 11.30. Hey, okay. Josh, since you're in the chat, Sunday at 11.30, Sunday the 13th at 11.30. If you can make it, that would be awesome. You're oh, on I gotta the list. tell Josh. I gotta tell Josh, He's too. He's in there, right there. He's in there, but he might be in the bathroom or that's something. That's true, it might be. Um, gotta check my schedule. He's gonna check his schedule. Okay, September so 13th, September 13th, 11.30, Long Beach. So uh, we'll be there, and uh, it's going to be exciting. And also September 12th at 7 p.m. at the Nerd Melt Theater, our friends at The Blaze, 90210 Podcast, Lizzie and Katz, will be doing a live show. That's Saturday, September 12th. Um, that's at 7 p.m. Nerd Melt Theater. If you go to 90210blaze.com, 
www.tumblr.com. You can buy tickets. Their guests will be Christine Elise, who played Emily Valentine on the show, and they'll be talking about the well-known Emily Valentine episode, Euphoria, about the time that Emily got Brandon to take ecstasy. Wow. Yes. That happened. Everyone took uh, on that show. I'm going to be there. Janelle's going to be there. And Phil's not going to be there. I'm going to be with the kids. So you can meet me and Janelle. And Lizzie and Kat. True. And they're awesome. Check it out. Tickets are only five bucks. Plus, I think, a dollar. There's still tickets available? There are still tickets available. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But they're going fast. So September 12th. Even if you're not a 90210 fan, it's still a very entertaining show. And it'll be a cool live show in Nerd Theater. Right as part of it's like inside Meltdown Comics. Meltdown Comics is amazing. They have a video game section now. Oh, nice. They got Nintendo, Super Nintendo games. They sell Retrons. They sell actual Super Nintendo and Nintendo systems. They got a whole retro gaming area now. Because they used to have... It's where... Because there was like a game store inside Meltdown. I think they closed or something. So that area is now a retro... They even have TVs set up. And they had Super Dodgeball. And like Sonic the Hedgehog. That's cool. So Meltdown Comics. Sweet. It's cool. That's going to be September 12th. And then um, we'll talk about it in the coming weeks. But um, LA Podfest... Yes, yeah, hopefully that's all going to work out. We've got our applications in. For volunteering. For volunteering. So I want to go. We're going to be, we're be gonna, cool. hopefully going to be recording stuff there. I know Lindy's going to go. And um, and then also there's lots of other cool podcasters doing live podcasts. Yeah. But we're going to. Who knows what could happen. Could be, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. But that's also in September. His favorite podcast, Josh's favorite podcast. What podcast? Is yes, that? we just said we we're going to be there, Josh, of course. Giant Bombcast, oh, yes. Oh, oh, a different You'll time. be there. I think that's the same time as, like, Mark Marin or something. There's that's like cool. They're, like they're doing, doing a show. Yeah, Giant Bombcast is doing a show. Um, Josh, I, I don't know. If you go to LAPodfest.com, they do have a link. They are still, if you volunteer two shifts, you get a free weekend pass. That's what we're going to try and do. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I don't know how many people apply for it. Yeah, but Andrew Lindy, Andrew Lindy said he did it last year. That's cool, and uh, yeah, well, it'd be a good way to kind of check it out. Plus, they do like podcasting panels, and there's like free stuff, and like that podcasting lab. Like you just, I mean, they have power, but you bring your gear and you record. You record. So it could be cool. Hopefully, that works out. Yeah. I'm trying to get my mom to send me her old laptop because oh, it's like man. a million times better than the laptop I have, and that would make a perfect like podcasting yeah. mobile on the road rig. So between nice. that and this, so I'm hoping she'll give it to me. I don't know what else she'd do with it. Although she's having problems with her current computer, so to help her out with that. Then, <laughs> well, she can't use the one. The the reason why she got a new one is because she can't use this one for work. It doesn't have enough RAM. Oh, okay. But it's plenty of RAM. Like it's again, I'm using like an old Windows XP Dell to do D and D and record podcasts. Right. And like you can only do one thing at a time because otherwise <laughs> the whole computer just like freezes up. So like 
if I'm recording Audacity, I can't do anything else. <laughs> and that's why I, when we were doing it, when I was recording, because I used it to record podcasts the whole time I was living in hotels, but I had to have Google Hangouts running on my phone. That's right, I remember I that. I couldn't have it on the laptop <laughs> at the same time as Audacity because it would slow Audacity down too much. Right. And, like, it wouldn't even run. So, like, I can only do one thing. Like, if I'm playing, if we're playing D&D, I can't have the web browser open and also the D&D program because it will crash everything. <laughs> so but I can only use it for very specific things. So it would be nice to have, a like, little, a little upgrade. A ni- very big upgrade. But, uh, yeah. So, wow. Getting real nerdy on this show tonight. <laughs> um, but uh, you've got some stories, man. I do have some stories. Okay, I kind of have them in... Like, out of order a little bit. So I'm going to tell mm-hmm. them in order. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start real quick. Because I, I told you, you heard about this. But I just had to, like, brag about Audrey a little bit here. Her comeback from last week. Sunday, I, it was before the show, but I didn't, like, talk about it. But uh, a kid was mean to her on Sunday morning. She mm-hmm. went to church. And a kid made fun of her because she was wearing a, a Frozen dress. Like, a dress that had, like, you know, a little logo of Frozen yeah. on it. And this girl was like, Frozen's for babies. That's a dumb dress. And I was like, and Janelle like, oh no, like, what did you say? And I started telling her like, oh, you can just tell them your daddy likes Frozen too. You know, I'm like trying to like fight back or something. She's like, I just told her, I just, I just be myself. I just like what I like. And I'm like, yes, that's what, I'm so proud. Like the fact that a six year old can like, yeah, be like, I just like what I, I like. What I like. Like, don't, what's your problem, man? Why are you being a yeah. jerk? I don't know. I was just so proud. Like, and I, I hope that. I had a literally something to do with that, like self confidence to just, just be. And I, I wanted to tell her, like, when you grow up and have a podcast of your own, people will mock you for the things that you like, and you <laughs> got to stand true to what you believe in. You tell them you like dumb movies because it's true. All right. Or she'll be on here with me making fun of you. It's possible, but I think the reverse is true. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, so that was at the end. Um, so then Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we went out and we actually met up with Josh and Rachel and went to Disneyland, well, California Adventure side, mm-hmm. and that was fun. Beforehand, we met at uh, the new location of Fortune Cookies. They like opened a second location. Wow, it's still really good. I mean, it's the same basic food and everything. But they don't know you, but they don't know us there, so no one said hi. I mean, they were nice still and really good service and stuff. But yeah, it's man, I haven't been food. to Fortune Cookies in like well, it's a lot closer to ever. us now. It's in. Uh, I guess Anaheim? No, or maybe it's like Tustin, Orange, somewhere like right around, you know, closer to us. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's that. So they, they have like three. It's what oh, there's another is. one. Oh, in Fountain Valley, wow. too. That's cool. So they've really... So they're... It's, anyway, uh, it was I wanna, really Now good. I want that, too. I'm really it's the hungry. Best, the best, I know, it's the best Chinese food. So that's fun seeing them. We went to California Adventure and... We used to go there all the time. I like know. at least like once a week. I know. It's... Still, like, when we go to the original location, we went there a few weeks ago, and a couple people there still recognize us and say, hey, Kelly is still there, and a couple, like, one other guy, I think, that's still there, so. Um, so we went to Disneyland with them, that was fun. Then, that same night, though, my mom, like, went in the hospital. Yeah. So, I didn't, did I even get to yes, tell you about Yes, you this? told me okay, that. So, well, she had, like, a heart thing. Well, they thought she had, like, a heart thing. It turned out, like, she's going through this stress. whole mess with work, and... 
She like mom needs her to dial it back. Well, here's the thing: she'd already put her notice in, but it was like for 30 days, so she was going to work 30 more days. And of course, your mom would put in a 30 day so she, notice. Yes, I'm like, no, that don't gives do her that. that gives her 30 days to change her mind. So the first day on the first day back, she has this like like they thought maybe a heart thing. Turns out it was more like like a stress induced panic attack type mm-hmm. thing that. I think caused like some abnormalities, but it wasn't like actually. No, I've a heart been attack, there. I've been in that yeah. situation. You think you're gonna die. So the good part is the doctor wrote her a note and said she can't go back to work for thirty days and she's that means done. she's done. So she's out. Good. So the Vecchio family like all gets to relax a Marilyn, bit, chill. So yay. <laughs> hopefully hopefully she won't try to pick up something too much more. Right she's now. gonna all of a sudden be like, Oh I got another job. No. They don't know about this heart thing. No, no. <laughs> So, anyway, so that was going on that night, but uh, it turned out to be okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it was already, it was a little stressful, and, you know, found out in the mm-hmm. morning, talked to her and stuff. And, and then you had been like, oh, yeah, we're getting uh, um, our new uh, dart disposal yeah. put in. No yeah. big deal. Because we even talked about it on the show. Right. I bought, like, I'm we getting, went and bought it. I'm getting it put in. It's going to be no-brainer. Done. So, first of all, like, <laughs> we bought it last Friday. Last Friday. Yeah. And they said, like, okay, we'll, we'll call you. And no, I think we bought it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. They said they'll call you Friday. And then we didn't hear from them. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear from them. And so finally, like on Tuesday, we were busy anyway. So on Tuesday, I called up. And Home Depot's like, we don't have any record of you having bought this. Of course this. not. I'm like, what? what are you talking about? And like, worked through all the stuff and they could never figure it out. And finally, they're like, well, look. Like, just, they gave me the number to call the, like, installation place directly. Because I didn't actually pay for the installation. I just mm-hmm. signed up for it. I bought the thing, you know. So, anyway, I called the Did place. You, were you calling the right Home Depot? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was calling the right place. They just didn't, they had, like, I mean, I was able to look up that I bought the thing. They just didn't have any record of me having signed up to have it installed. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, anyway. So, called up the place, and they said, yeah, we'll come out. It was going to be, like, 180 bucks, which they had told me was going to be closer to, like, 120 or something. But... At this point, like, what am I going to do? I'm like, yes, I need a thing that's put how, in. That's this whole I thing to me it. sounds like you got fleeced. Okay, well, because they're like, oh yeah, we'll lose it, and then they'll call and them directly, yeah. and then they can say whatever price you want. So that's the start of it. And already, I'm like, Janelle's like, what else are we going to do? You want to call around to someone else? And I'm like, you're right. Let's just get it done. Whatever. Uh, okay. So they come out, and keep in mind the garbage disposal was in like bad shape. We should have replaced it like months ago, but. We're gone all summer, and we just ignored it, and it's gotten worse and worse to the point where, like, like it's actually corroded through in a couple spots. Like, there's a hole on the side of it. Oh, my God. Like, so we just don't use that half of the sink. So we haven't used it for a long time. It's disgusting. horrible. And, like, we just have ne- haven't been home long enough to, like, buy it and order it. Maybe we were, but we just didn't get around to it. Oh, my god! So gosh. the guy comes in there and, like... You should not be a homeowner. I know. It's terrible. So the whole house is going to fall they're apart. They're super nice. Oh, just wait. He starts to, like, undo the pipe, and he's okay, we got it. And I go in the other room, he's like, uh, oh, Phil, can you come in here? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, have you had, like, dripping under the sink at all? And I'm like, no, not that we noticed. And he's like, well, come take a look at this. And he shows me the pipe in there, and it's literally, like, so corroded that it crumbles in his hand. He, like, had me poke it, and I could poke my finger through. It was like an eggshell, you know? It's, like, connected <laughs> by the little, like, like, fiber or whatever on the inside. It, like the pipes are just crumbling underneath our sink. And he's like, Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to fix it. I'm like, Can I go buy one? He's like, Well, I can, I've got them in the thing and I can like fix it up for you. And I'm like, All right, how much more is this gonna be? And he's like, Oh, I think what he said at the time was like another 120 bucks or something for all that. And I'm like, All right, you well, I mean, get everything in writing. I know, I know that like 
I mean, I can't. I don't. I can't do this. It's electricity this and pipes. This is just where you're like. So then oh, he like gets that. You're stuff at their out. freaking mercy. He gets that stuff out, and then he like, uh, Phil, you need to come see this. I'm like, oh my gosh, what now? So he like pokes his finger in the pipe and like pulls it out, and this is like the drain pipe going back out, and there's just like black sludge in there, and he's uh, like, you're gonna want us to take. This is not coming like you know we're not drinking this, but this is the drains on the way yeah. out. He's like, you're gonna want us to like snake this out. I'm like. Oh my gosh, how much more is this going to be? And he's like, ah, we'll just, I'll do this. Like, you're already, like, getting hit with this other stuff. So we offered to do that for free. I'm like, that's great. That's, thank you so much. So then... So he sneaked out all oh, the guns. and it's him and his partner. There's another guy that's there working yeah. with him who's kind of training and stuff, too. So we got two guys there. So he goes and, like, does the snake, and, I, you know, I'm doing other stuff. Oh, trying to. Well, was, I didn't, like, watch all of it because what I saw, and I was, like, gagging and stuff. So, you know, because, I mean, you know, drains are gross, man, I mean, no matter what you do. So anyway, then he's like, uh, Phil, can you come check this out? I'm like, oh, crap, what is it now? And he's like, shows me, and he's like, you know, he's doing the snake thing, but it's like stuck on something. Uh-huh. And he can't, he's like, you know, I can't really see what it is. But he says they've got this thing where they have like a camera on the end of it, and they can like send it in, and that's how they like, it's like laparoscopic surgery, yeah. basically. And he's on like, pipes. And he's like, you know, what, we can do it for free just so we can look at it. I'll have, he's, he's like, my boss guy is going to come out, and he's got it on a separate truck, and we'll just do that. We'll do it as part of the service, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. So he sends it in. Josh says it's like what he did with his teeth. He just kept letting it get worse and worse. Yes. This is what happens when this you let happens. these things go. You so, end up with a guy coming with a camera. Guy. So I'm like freaking out. And all and I are like, oh, my gosh. And so this guy comes Meanwhile, down. you're thinking we also have to find do something about our vehicle situation. Oh, yes. Situation. So this is important. So during the rest of the day, so while they're fixing stuff, when he keeps calling me in, I'm like making phone calls about my truck trying to figure out if you're gonna are we going to junk it? it. Can we fix it? Do we need to buy a new car or whatever? So I'm dealing, that's what I'm doing in between things. This is like stressful day already. Yeah. And so, but the two guys that were there were super, super nice. Like, you know, I offered them water and they were just, I mean, they were there at our house for, by the end, it was almost eight hours at our house. And so, I mean, they were there, they were part of the family practically. So, you know, they were just coming in and out and doing stuff. And so, then eventually this guy comes and he's his supervisor. Now, these guys have been really nice and, you know, offered to fix the stuff that broke, but have not been like hard selling anything. This guy comes in and he sends the thing down and he's showing me the drain and look, it's really gross. I mean, it's like where the poop goes out from the toilet, right? Yeah, I mean, you can see chunks of our poop. And there's some toilet paper that's clinging on there. And here's, oh, it looks like someone flushed a baby wipe here. And he's just going all the way up, sends the camera right up to the, like where the pipe for the toilet goes off, you know? And then, and then he's like, oh, this looks bad. This is rusty. It's all rough in here. Oh, he, he explained it that it was like, like rubbing cotton fibers on a rose bush that it would like, you know, stuff gets caught as it goes and it's going to keep building up and stuff. And then like he goes down the other direction. So that's like going from the middle up to our house. Then from the middle down out to the street and he finds a spot where there's a pipe that's like separated a little bit. So mm-hmm. the water's like pooling up there. You know, he called it a, well, I can't remember what they call it, but a disconnect or something. And he's like, you know, it's not that bad yet, but it, you know, it might get bad. We should probably fix it. We got this stuff. We can like send it in. He said they would just have to jackhammer like a six inch or a six foot thing around. How much would that so, cost? So I'm like panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So he's like, let me let me give you some quotes and stuff. 
He goes out to his truck and he comes back and he's keep in mind like he's been doing like the salesman thing where he's talking about bad oh look how bad this is oh this is gonna you know you know oh and then he'll do something like he goes past the little thing and he's like oh what's that oh this is, I'm like oh what is it hold on he's like muttering to himself like looking <laughs> he won't like give me straight answers trying to like make me feel stressed and it was totally working. So I get Janelle to come outside, and he comes back up. This is after, again, hours. Like, this is not, I'm telling it the quick version. And he comes back up, and he's like, all right, let me show you what we got here. So there's a couple options. We can just kind of, like, you know, clean the whole thing out and, uh, like, resurface it and stuff like that. And um, this this number here, and he points. He does, like, the salesman thing where he never said prices out loud. He points at, like, things he's written. And the thing he pointed at was $7,000. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he's like, but, you know, that's, like, the chintzy way to go. And if you do that, we're going to be back here in a couple more months to clean it out. again. what you really need to do is reline all the pipes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to combine it all. I'm going to give you discounts. Do you have military in your family? Well, somewhere in your family, I'll give you that discount, too. Well, here's what it's going to be if I combine everything. And he points at another number, and it's $9,000, like $8,950. And I'm like... Neither um, one of those is enough. Yeah, that's, you know, so, and then he starts talking about, like, payment plans, and, oh, we can like, offer you this loan, and I'm like, okay, so, well, let me, let's go inside, you know, Janelle had actually just gotten an offer from her bank, because our credit's looking good to, like, do a home loan type thing, you know, for home repairs, and it was really low interest, so we're like, well, let's, let's, we're gonna go, give us a few minutes, we're gonna go in and look at that and kind of talk about it. So, I'm panicking, but at the same time... At this point, you should have been like... You, I would have been like, thank you, but we need to get an estimate. Well, okay, so that's the get thing. Get a second That's opinion. why I asked for the going inside thing. So I'm panicking, but I'm also like, he's doing all the classic salesman the thing. Hard I, I recognize sell. him. The other guys have not. The other guys have been cool, and this dude's like, brr, You are brr, getting brr. jiffy loops. I was totally. And so I'm like, okay, Janelle, like, do you look up this stuff. And I'm like, let me think for a second. And I'm like, I'm going to call my dad. And I call my dad, and I explain to him. He's like... Of course your toilet drain has poop in it. It's a toilet drain. He's like, don't listen to this guy. You don't need to do any of that stuff. You're but what fine. about the loose Yeah, the thing is like, oh, that happens all the time. He's like, is it causing a problem now? No, I don't think so. He's like, you know, maybe it will in five years, but maybe it won't in five years too. He's like, here's what you need to tell the guy. Um, we're going to think about it, and we'll get back to you, and then you don't ever call him again. He's yeah. like... He's like, trust me. He's like, I mean, he's like, I can't guarantee it, but you're fine. He's like, have you been having problems? I'm like, no. And he's like, you're not going to have problems. This dude wants to sell you stuff. I'm like, ah, oh. yeah. So I go back out and we tell the guy and we kind of played it up. Oh, we're just not in the place to do it, but we'll get in touch with you and blah, blah, blah. So he leaves, but the other two guys are there to finish up the stuff, the paperwork with me for the original deal. And keep in mind, they've been there for eight hours. They did all the stuff under the sink. They did replace those pipes and put the garbage disposal in. And can you guess how much he charged me for all that grand total? I don't know. It's 330 bucks wow. after all this stuff. After all that. $329. That's pretty good. But to top it off, he's like, I feel bad. Like, all this stuff got sprung on you today. I know you weren't planning on this. He's like, I heard you talking about your truck earlier. Like, oh, and he, earlier he'd heard me talk about it. He's like, oh, if you're going to get rid of it, I'd buy it. I really like trucks. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. I might think of that. And he's like, he's like, you know, I heard you talking about it. Can I just look under the hood real quick? And I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm a truck aficionado. Nothing for no charge. I just feel bad. I know you've had a bad day today. Like, could I just can I just help you out real quick and look at him? Like, all right. He's like, I think I might know what's going on. So I open mm-hmm. it up, and he's like, Oh, here's your problem right here. Remember I said the clutch was going out. He's like, Oh, you're like you're practically dry on clutch fluid. 
And I'm like, oh there's my. a thing as clutch fluid. I I never even heard of that. You didn't. I, I was. I I just assumed because like I I had a I had this oil because our church we had a church van that was manual transmission and it was the clutch. I thought you. I didn't know that. I assumed that you. Knew. I take it in to get like you know oil change every once in a while. I thought they took That's, care of that stuff. Well, I think they do at some point, but maybe. So he's like, well, he's like, look, I can't guarantee this. It's obviously like just opinion as a friend, but go tomorrow. And it's the same stuff as brake fluid. Yeah. Go to the store and try it out. See what happens. So I go the next day. It's a $6 bottle. I actually only needed a $3 bottle, <laughs> I found out, because it didn't take that much. So it could have cost you $3. It could have cost me $2, but I spent 6 bucks. I pour the stuff in, fire it up, and drive around the block. It's completely fine. Truck's fixed. 6 bucks. Well, there you go. So you were about you were getting ready to purchase a new vehicle. Yes, and I was almost about to like take out a loan for nine thousand dollars of plumbing that I didn't need, <laughs> and uh, wound out with three hundred bucks plus the dude fixed my truck for me. Which and you have a working garbage work, disposal. Working garbage disposal. I've working truck. You can you both? You can use both sides of your sink. I got it's it's all fixed. Everything's good. So sometimes go. putting off stuff to the last minute does work out well. And you somehow got the only the world's most honest I know. good oh, plumber. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, so after all that, he, he tells me this stuff about the truck, he writes up his stuff, and he's like, he tells his, his buddy who he's like training, his partner, and he's like, you didn't hear this. And he looks at me and he's like, look, I didn't, t- I don't, I didn't ever tell this to you, but um, if that guy like keeps bugging you, you just tell him you went around and found a better offer and you turn him down. <laughs> Unless he's willing so to go a lot lower than that. basically him saying, this guy is like, ripping you off. Okay. And he's like, that's all I'm going to say. And I'm like, so this this basically after, after my saying, dad's advice and I heard him say that, I'm like, okay, it's good. It's so all, even it's with all that good. honest good plumber is basically saying, this dude this is dude ripping, ripping you, you off. off. Don't do it. So I'm like, thank you. Thank you. So he's getting a good uh, Yelp review but from us. Your kitchen sink did almost, I mean, like if you would let that go. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like. It was literally like just you know what I mean with the eggshells. But then when you were talking film. to me and it sounded because they at first from, from when I talked to you it sounded like you were about to find out that like all your pipes I, that's what were I falling thought. apart. Like, that's the way the day was going. As I'm talking to you throughout the day, I'm like it's bad. I don't know what's happening, and it seemed like that for a while. I'm like that's I mean, you know, we're gonna have to mortgage the house again or something. Who knows? But hmm. it worked out okay. So I'm saying that now. Maybe if the pipes all break next week, we'll see. But you're gonna wake up. There's gonna be poo everywhere. But both my dad and the plumber yeah. had the the good the fact plumber that the good plumber kind of backed it up. That so. definitely. So be careful, guys. Be careful. I think part of it too is the guy knew that I didn't know anything about plumbing. Yeah. In fact, he even did like this little joke because they they had they set the camera down and they to find the spot where it's at. They have like this. Well, he's he's, I'm, he's like, oh, let's go locate where it is now, so they know where they would have to dig down. I'm like, oh, how do you do that? And he's like, oh, we just kind of knock on the cement and it reverberates and you can hear it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, oh, I'm just messing with you. And they have like a kind of a metal detector type thing. You thought they had knocked on the cement. I don't know. I would, at this point, I was so stressed and like beyond. And so he's like, okay, this guy's an idiot. I can tell him anything. <laughs> but I'm not that kind of an idiot. I'm an idiot when it comes to plumbing. But I don't, I don't, at least could see through the little bit of the salesman shtick. So. so that was that day. And then you went to the And dentist. then today... I went to the dentist and your got... Your teeth look very clean. Well, they, it's it's much better. I had been in a lot of pain today. Had, oh, gosh. Just all oh, just a throbbing, you know. I mean, I'm not going to complain because I know Josh had, like, much worse. But had, like, the two, these fillings that had, like, crumbled out. Ugh. It wasn't new cavities. It was just shoddy workmanship from the old ones. And they dug it all out. Well, if you want to listen to our whole, our whole dentist. Yeah, we went through a lot on of On the it. YouTube. 
So did a whole little spiel. You're not in pain now, which is good. I, I'm feeling much. I, I got quite a bit of Tylenol in. Got me, no so. teeth to hurt. Exactly. <laughs> that's my mom's. Yeah. Because my mom just kept having out. to get root canals and all this other stuff. Because when she was a kid, she had polio. Right. I mean, luckily it wasn't like worse. But it was either polio or something, and like her, she had teeth problems forever right. after that. And like she already had a bridge, and then, um, and then at some point, like I think it was just like ten years ago or so, she's just like, I'm done. Do it because it was just so expensive. And she's still, even with her fake, she's like, I think she's almost one hundred percent fake. She still has to go in like she's still always gotten oh, stuff going on, sure. like with her jaw, because it's like stuff with her jaw. And yeah. like other stuff, like Josh is talking about, and just horrific. Like I won't even let her talk about it because it just sounds like my mom is the toughest person I know. And on her dentist stuff, all her dental stuff alone is just the stuff of Ugh. nightmares. Well, as you know, I'm a particular baby about dentist stuff. Yeah, they have this new thing though. It, it looks terrifying. It looks like something out of a Terry Gilliam movie or something. It's this big like hose. And it's got, it's got like this mouthpiece on the end. It's all rubbery and it's got all these things coming out of it. And they shove it in your mouth. But what it does is it allows you to relax your mouth while they're doing it. And it has constant like suction and water squirting out and air mm. blowing. It does all the stuff. It was, I mean, it was fairly painless and, you know, as comfortable as possible. But still, I felt rotten afterwards. And I was like, you know, I don't feel good. And she's like, do you want to go to the movies? So I'm like, yeah. Drive me to the movies, so... <laughs> Drive me to the movies. So we spent the day at the movies in the mall today and stuff, and we'll talk about the movies. But that mall in Moreno Valley has some cool stuff I didn't know about. Mm. They got a really cool comic shop. Mm. They have a dollar bookstore. Whoa. And they have, like, an FYE, like, movies and music and stuff Wait, like that. Wait, those still exist? Apparently so. In Moreno Valley? In Moreno Valley. And, uh, I don't know, a couple other, like, cool... Oh, they got a couple toy stores and stuff. Like, stuff they don't have places anymore. Um, Josh says we can wait to tell his story because he hasn't gotten his new teeth yet, and that will probably. Oh yeah, we want the whole thing. I want to hear it all. Anything that has uh, waiting for the bone to harden as part of the story, (laughs) that's going to be good. So, yeah. So it turned out to be an okay. You got your, you got your little Phil gets whatever he wants. Yeah, I got the, you know, I bought some music. Although it's funny, the Fye place, like the music place. Here's how they're staying in business. It is, but they have a dollar CDX section. Mm -hmm. That's where I bought my stuff today. But the way they stay in business, drugs. They asked me, well, almost. They're like, oh, do you have our discount card when I'm checking out? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, it's first month is free. Just give me your address and blah blah. blah. And I'm like. No, no, that's okay. And they're like, oh no, we'll send you an email so to remind no. you to cancel. I'm like, no, thank you. Was, Are you sure? Fye sir? got really because I remember I got suckered into signing up through an entertainment weekly subscription oh, through Fye. I, oh no, I'm not there yet. Oh, and they're yeah. the worst. Yeah, so I finally get her off my case about this thing. She's like, okay, and I give her my credit card, and she's like, okay, well, you're signed up for your magazine subscription. Here's pick three from this list, here. and I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, oh, it's free, it's free. No. I'm like, I don't want any magazine subscriptions. Please don't they're give me like any magazines. Evil, like, right? That's how they're made. That's how they're still in business. Because I remember it took me so long. Because I was in college, so of course I couldn't afford yeah. like and like. I it took me for. I still get. E- I I still can't get off. They got me on some email list that like you cannot get yeah. out of. I still get emails from this like. Inter- it's it's something they somehow I got on like double super secret entertainment weekly forever. That's how that's the only way they're making money now selling that mailing list over and over again. So so that was my adventure. So started out with bad and then wound up good. That's cool. Yeah. Started my job. We already started talked job, about it. Yeah, that's good. That's kind of been your week. Um, 
Redlands is doing a lot of crazy like road work and other things. Yeah. So like that's been kind of although I understand because I don't know if you've driven I mean you've driven around Redlands the road could, like I don't know what's going on and that's well I know San cuz at least like cuz San Bernardino city is bankrupt and so I guess Redlands can't be doing much better. Yeah, but there's more affluent parts there's of Redlands, some, though. I've been on streets in Redlands that are barely paved. Yeah. Like, they need... They're, so they're they're obviously, like, way behind on, like... So they're... they're I guess they're doing a lot right now. Well, just today over in I guess Calamesa, it's school's about to... We were driving over toward, you know, to the dentist... And we got stuck, and they were doing construction there. And the guy doing the stop slow sign, he kept, like, spinning around. And the <laughs> sign was, like, no one knew who he was pointing it at. And we're like, who can go? And he finally like, yelling and pointing at these people, but he's holding stop to them. And he's yeah. like, go this way. And everyone, it just was, like, chaos. Like, you don't know how to do you your job. You don't know what you're doing. That sign says words on it, guy. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we were stuck there for, like, 15 minutes while everyone figured out what he was I don't saying. know. I was, like, I was just, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but there was a freak rainstorm on tuesday right and like when i tried to get it took me forever to get back to work because a bunch like on on wildwood canyon and then like and then like other parts of like the street there was just like trees and other kind of debris it was big enough that it caused like i read i read in the ukaipa news monitor it caused over a million dollars worth of damage in calamesa which is crazy because it was was only for like an hour or something maybe just this freak and it was still like ninety degrees outside yeah. too, because it, it was, was funny. So muggy. There was this girl at work, and like, and I obviously never lived in the Midwest or the South because she because we're like it's raining out. She's like, no, it's not. It's hot out. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, child, it can't rain and be hot. Oh, honey. <laughs> we're like, go outside right now. She's like, huh? This is what I'm like. Yeah. yeah. Imagine living in this all the time. That's Florida. Yeah. Don't you feel it was this horrible? It's been real hot. It's like been real muggy. Yeah. Because it hasn't been particularly hot temperature wise, but it's definitely just. Feels well, it got gross. up to like ninety nine the other day. Well, yeah, but like today wasn't bad. But it's still a little, it's but still just, muggy. Yeah. Well. And like I have to wear pants. I found out the only regulation because like I glue. I used to if you watch like my dress over the week, it like just gradually. So this was my Friday. I went so 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 Monday it was like nice shirt, nice shirt, nice pants, nice shoes. I even did like my dress shoes. Right. Tuesday I ditched the shoes, went with sneakers because I walk around a lot. Right. Like I'm going, I have to go around all over the place. So then, and then Wednesday, I'm like, Wednesday, I stuck with that. Thursday, I'm like, because I actually looked at, then then Wednesday, I looked at the employee handbook, and the only thing it forbid was shorts. Okay. So I'm like, and then I looked around. Most of my colleagues do at least like a polo, like a collared shirt and jeans. Okay. Nope, only two people were in slacks. So I'm like, all right, so I'm definitely, so, but... I still was like, but I wasn't even sure about the, because like my jeans are a little iffy. Right. Like one of them has a hole in it. And so like, um, but then I wore, so I wore my pants and I wore a t-shirt because I saw a couple dudes that had t-shirts. Like the guy at the front desk that everybody talks to wears a t-shirt. So I'm like, I'm doing it. So yesterday I wore a t-shirt and it was fine. No one said anything. And then today I'm like, I'm doing the jeans. <laughs> So now I'm a jeans and t-shirt. So it took you exactly five days to go from dressed nice to jeans and t-shirt. Yep. That's pretty good. Five days. <laughs> um, and But I wish I could wear shorts because I would. Yeah. 
my heartbeat. Man, I remember when I finally, like, because I wore jeans at WebSense for, like, over a year. Tell, cause there, I didn't even, I never knew what, nobody knew what the dress code was. <laughs> right. Cause like it was obviously different in tech support cause we never left that building. Right. And like we never saw anybody. Obviously sales had to dress nice cause they're doing meetings and stuff right. all the time. But I just started noticing like everybody kind of gradually just kept dressing <laughs> down and down and down. So like that last year, I remember when I finally was like, all right, I'm doing this. And it was shorts and shirts, like shorts and t-shirts. <laughs> what are you going to do, guys? And like the whole department was like, <laughs> like definitely towards, but like even that last year, we were just like, nobody's saying anything. So we're just doing this. <laughs> and as a collective like group, we're just like, okay. Done. So, cool. Cause, and then we're approaching like, in like a couple months, it's going to start getting freezing. Again. Yeah. It does. It gets quite cold out here. Yep. Including, like, last year in December when it freaking snowed. It does happen. And it snowed, like, the most it ever snowed. I know. Brendan's here. And you guys weren't here. I'm like, you guys are gone, and it's snowing. (laughs) That does tend to happen when you come around, though. More snow. Like, when I went to Wisconsin, and it was, like, the worst winter of all time. You go up to... To Angela's Oaks in May. freaking snowed in in May. Yeah. To the point where your co-workers are like, you're not snowed in. I had to take pictures as proof. Like, here's a snowman. (laughs) Here's the road. Hold up the newspaper with today's date next to it. And like the plow going by. Like, no, we're stuck here. It's real. That was nuts. All right, book corner. Book corner. So I finished the... So... Um, yeah, because I, you know, I have an hour lunch and I take that hour lunch because I think that's also part of keeping me sane at work. Right, right. Is taking the hour lunch. I think I might have put undue stress on myself at WebSense by only going down to a half hour. I don't think that's not enough time to decompress. And you need that decompression time in the middle of the day because the mornings are usually the busiest and... You have to go to the bathroom and you wasted like half your time. So, Yeah. That's why I oh I always plan like poops happen not during lunchtime. <laughs> like you I've trained you eat right train myself because that's you're like you're basically yeah you're you're wasting your break time to do that like I will never do that I poo on company time. <laughs> My body is trained. So anyways. Um, so you've been doing some reading during this time? Well, yeah, I read and I eat my lunch. and um, So I finished the Voices of Wrestling New Japan 2014 year interview. It went over every wrestler in detail and then every single card, like the big cards, not the house shows. Right. And then they had like this crazy like stats chapter where they came up with this like algorithm for like the best wrestlers. And it was actually, and they used it to predict who would be good in 2015. And it was actually shockingly accurate. Really? So I'm like, whatever these guys did, they came up with a formula hmm. for best like fake wrestler, like, but like just based on their performance and like everything and their work rate. And they used like the length of their matches because especially in Japan, that's an indicator of how much the company is like putting investing in this guy. But then they used it for like. Then they used their length of matches to, like, calculate who were the underused wrestlers. And those are the ones that should be used more in 2015. And every one of the guys they picked are, like, guys that are now, like, higher-level guys. So I'm like, these guys are freaking geniuses. (laughs) 
Like, that's pretty crazy. And um, and some other things that they predicted was pretty impressive. Mm. So, like, these guys know if you want. Because, again, especially with the fact that, like, even though I watch everything, like, I don't understand the commentary. Right. And I don't understand the promos. I can tell when they're, like, really intense about something. I think I know the F word in Japanese now. Um <laughs> I still am not 100% sure. <laughs> I just know when they're mad, they tend to say certain words over and over again. And I think those what those Let's words are. Let's not test it out in case you don't know what you're <laughs> saying. Because, uh, you know. But, um, but yeah, so, so even, but so, let's, so watching this where they actually have gone to the trouble of translating a lot of stuff. Right. So that you kind of get some of that backstory. And I'm like, oh, this is, and like... Some of the history of because I was only watching. I think I only watched a couple times in 2014 hmm. because it wasn't there wasn't the New Japan World. It was like whatever you could find on the internet, right? right. And also it was still new to me. But so it was really cool and like if I recommend it, it's if you go on VoicesOfWrestling.com, they it's pay what you want. Wow! So I paid two bucks, which was the average price. Okay. And uh, so it's a good. It's a. It's really cool. Cool. Um, then I am currently reading The Rest is Noise, listening to the 20th Century. It's like it's about it's like a history of like classical music in the 20th century. We're on to um um some of the German composers right now, Mahler, Strauss. Hmm. These are the people that came after Wagner. Okay. You know Wagner's like the big Right, right. And right. these were like some of the, and then like also they were reflective of like because like um this guy Mahler was like very influenced by like Nietzsche, hmm. so he's kind of like bucking the tradition. And like again, like these guys were the rock stars of their age. Like they were doing, they were getting banned from places and just being like again, these were people were <laughs> artists are still artists, even whatever, even if we consider now like classical music is like oh that's old people in wigs and it's stuffy but at the time those were the rock stars doing the same kind of things that our rock stars do i mean (laughs) like just getting into trouble a lot of substance abuse and other just like because again these are the typical things like art comes from like depression and other things so like nothing new in the sun yeah exactly like they're dealing with all this stuff just in early 20th century ways (laughs) and and also just like the climate in Germany is it's shifting and they're going into the Great War and like it's kinda like and then that's the way artists were treated huh. and how because of the war, like because you I mean you think pre World War One, like Vienna and things like that's the place, that's like where class and then all that in the span of a few years is just destroyed. Crazy. And like and plus a lot of these some of these composers were also Jewish and like that whole thing, like a lot of people right. left. And so like crazy that this huge center of culture and art just got destroyed and hmm. gone and sad and and how that continues, you know, to have effects on both um cultural history and just like historical events yeah. and stuff. It's pretty it's cool. Reading this. And then this second book, oh my gosh. Yeah, tell me about this. this so is one it's the... one of the books in the story bundle, if you ordered it, with the Bible Adventures. It's called, it's um, what the author is a dude that writes for, um, he writes for uh, hardcoregaming101.net, which again, it's of 
amazing website, Phil. If you went there, you I don't know if you've ever been there, <laughs> I, I think... but it's just the it's basically like just like every video game you can think of has detailed descriptions, history, interviews. Just it's the ultimate video game nerd site. Dangerous, and it's in other words. highly like all kinds of stuff from like Japanese games that you've never heard of. But like you can just click a publisher and it'll list huh. every single one of their games or like genres. They have a ten-page review of like Konami early '90s side-scrolling shooter shooting <laughs> shooters and your brawlers, like you know the X-Men, your Ninja Turtles, just all of those games and like every huh. and like the history of that engine and like just everything. So that kind of so this guy wrote for that, but he specializes in Japanese. Both PC games, so like the Japanese computer games, and the um, like um, Famicom. Right. And he wrote a book called "The Untold History of Japanese Game Developers," and it is incredible. Like I'm only like I'm only like a third of the way through, and just the story. Because you have to realize a lot of these guys have not had their stories told because a lot of us, what we all grew up. On Nintendo games, and what a lot of us didn't realize, I mean, we all know, a lot of us know it now, but especially as kids, most of these games were made in Japan. Right. And a lot of these people did not, like, they're, they got translated over here, and then they didn't, like, you just, they, like, we don't even think about those guys, but they're the reason why our childhoods exist. Right. <laughs> and, like, they're the creators, and so, but then this guy even dug deeper and, and interviewed the guys that, like, program that made the programs that allowed people to create games because this Hmm. was back in a time where most of the games were not like the way it works now where it's like a studio hire like and then like it's tons of people some of a lot of these especially these early pc games it was like one dude like making everything and like these are the games that like we lived on so i just specifically i gotta bring this up because there was one guy that was just Amazing crap. Where is this? Google something. Where are you? <laughs> Windows 10, man. Uh, I don't know where it is. Well, anyway, um, son of a gun. Well, I had his name, and um, it was this developer. And my favorite interview was with this guy. He 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 basically any enix game like pose dragon quest right like he cre so basically the, the f- this guy first off he was a car salesman he was seriously a car part <laughs> salesman and this is how crazy the culture the gaming culture was in japan at the time it was just all these business dudes that realized like oh computers are happening maybe we should do something right. maybe we should get on this so this guy worked at a car parts company told his boss like hey we should make a video game because a lot of people are getting into people are getting into computer games. So he buys, he spends his own money, like tens of like like probably like several thousand dollars, buys a computer, and these were these like computers you had to buy like a TV to oh, be yeah. a monitor. Every piece was like super expensive, like just the hard drive. And so it was a it was a. TS-88, I think, is what it was called. And it was only in Japan and, like, Europe, I think. It never came out in America. Okay. These are NEC machines. And um, and so he bought this, and then he didn't know how to program. So what he did, because he was a math wizard, is he 
learned first he figured out how to reverse engineer like an ex- like the, he fa- he bought this game figured out how to reverse engineer it into machine code then was able to decipher the machine code <laughs> and I'm not even talking about like cuz he decided that he didn't want to learn basic which is an interpreter right. which uses english because he thought it was too slow he didn't like it <laughs> so he's like I'm going to learn machine code which that is crazy. Like this is like this is like looking at the. It's not. It's beyond looking at the matrix. Right. You're look because matrix is like ones and zeros, like binary. This is hexadecimal code. <laughs> so it's a hundred and I think one hundred and twenty-five from zero to one hundred twenty-five. Okay. And then it's just numbers. And he was able to. Um, so he's able to. He's able to to um, deconstruct. These the machine code and reverse engineer it, and from that he learned how to program in machine code without using an oh interpreter language. And then he made a game in machine code, <laughs> and it actually like he sold it to Enix. Wow! Like yeah, and then but he was such an expert programmer that he would then was able to use his tools to like m- to like a huge amount of games. Were used huh. like any with what he did. Also, he he created a tool to create music, like from like huh. like you know like MIDI tra- into computer. Like he knew he because like it's and then like also reading like one of his partners was this dude that was like a punk. He actually like was part of like the when punk started in Japan, like around the same time as the Sex Pistols. This dude was like in a punk rock band, <laughs> and somehow after like punk rock, his next thing was he got involved in video game music. So just hearing all these guys' stories is just nuts. And then also this one, the dude that I was talking about, I'll have to get his name. I thought I had it in Google Keep, and now I can't find my Google Keep. But um, Windows 10. He was there. I don't know where it went. Um, so, but I have to get his name. But then he also. He loves New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he grew up on it, going all the way back to like the '50s with like Ricky Dozan and like these ancient like because because he even talked about how like in the '50s in Japan on TV one weekend they would show Disney cartoons and they would alternate between Disney cartoons one weekend and then every the next weekend it would be wrestling. Huh. And so you'd have, and this was back again where a lot of the, like, you'd have all these characters based off of, like, anime and they were movies and things. Right. And, and so the big one was Tiger Mask, which there was an anime and there was a manga, and then he became a wrestler, so, like, to appeal to kids. Huh. So, you know, kind of like the mass wrestlers in Mexico. Right. And so his favorite wrestler was Antonio Inoki, who's all about fighting, because, like, it, um, Japanese wrestling, they have this whole thing, fighting spirit. Where it's like you, you're so serious about wrestling, and you're such a, you're so tough that you can withstand like huge amounts of pain, and you use your fighting spirit to have this <laughs> big comeback. It's like the Hulk up, like Hulk Hogan did it, but it didn't make sense because he just did it all the time right. arbitrarily. Where this, like, you'd have your fighting spirit build up after you've just taken all this punishment. Where these guys are just legitimately like beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> And and Antonio Inoki is like the embodiment of fighting spirit, and he somehow 
translated this into like the way he makes video games <laughs> but the way he describes it is like awesome he's like yeah i use that fighting spirit like i can do this i can learn machine code because i have fighting spirit <laughs> and like i'm inspired and even named his company after like new japan wrestling <laughs> and and it's just a crazy story about this dude that like sold car parts and became got into pro- learned programming on his own and then made video games <laughs> and it was just amazing I lo- I, and like this book is full of these stories of just all these crazy because it was like the wild freaking west yeah and nobody knew what was going to happen and a lot of it did end up like a lot of these guys like quit these huge well-paying jobs thinking they were going to make a fortune in video games and even the guy even said like a lot of them didn't like this guy makes a living now not off of video games because he writes programming books huh. and like a lot of his colleagues they ended up having to crawling back to their day jobs made. after but and then like there were a few people that made like like the dude that made Dragon Quest made like a freaking ton of money. But oh, then yeah. but then he was depressed because he eventually had to stop doing what he loved and making games. And then he had to run this huge giant company which he never wanted to do. Right. And and then this guy another one thing that I loved about him and he kept stressing this was because I kept being like why did you leave video games? He's like because they they eventually wanted me to make games that I didn't want to make. And I don't want to do that. I want to create what I want to create. I want to make my own stuff. And I want to have control over it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Like, punk freaking rock, dude. Like, that's, he's, he's like, I didn't like being told what to do. So I just stopped. <laughs> and then I wrote books about programming. And I'm like, right on. That's cool. Like, and then he, and then <laughs> it's really, the other one we said was he, so then like in the 90s when like, um, he decided to start to, like as a side project because like Windows made it a lot easier. He's like, oh, I don't have to write in machine code right. anymore. So we made this like what looked like a really awesome ahead of its time like dungeon dweller where like it was like ran it was like computer generated dungeons. And this he made this in like '92 on Windows, but because he didn't have a publisher and like and like they wouldn't publishers no longer would just he couldn't be like here's a game buy it. Buy it. It just didn't work that way anymore. So he basically sold it himself. And because, like, this was pre-internet. Because now, you know, these guys will get on Kickstarter. Oh, sure. And, like, oh, it's the creator of this. And then they'll get, like, a million dollars. Right. This was before that. So the guy just sold it through mail order. And he's like, and it was like, he's like, yeah, I had a CD burner. And I burned <laughs> it onto CDs. There was somebody who would order it. And I sold 100 copies. <laughs> Total. I've sold more copies of some of the albums we released than that. But I'm just like, this guy like created video games as we know it. And like that's kind of sad. But it's also cool because he did it because he loves it. He just it. did it himself because he freaking loves yeah. it. And he also like was just because he's so in like he like I just I wish I could meet this dude because he loves video games and he loves wrestling and he just basically adopted this fighting spirit into his like life. To the point where he's like really all he does now is he he programs and he like works out and so he's like so like they were describing like he's super ripped he walks like he started like journaling like because he's such a math and like programming nerd he just started journaling his like his like walks and then he started like increasing the challenge and like first he's like so first I started measuring my distance in meters. And then I got like so I was like oh that's easy. So then I started doing it in kilometers, and now I like average like this many kilometers a week, and it's like some crazy amount. <laughs> and I do two hundred sit ups a day and three hundred push ups. Just like this dude's like in his sixties, 
I'm like, this guy is just we're, we're slacking some here, kind man. of robot, dude. <laughs> It's crazy. So a lot of cool Japanese cool. developer stories. And I'm only like a third of the way done. You're, you, all these books just look amazing. Well, I have definitely enjoyed. I finished Bible Adventures finally. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Yeah, super interesting. Like, just just loved it. Like, I mean, the whole just the whole story of how this stuff came to be. But then also, like you said, the way the guy like integrates his whole journey, personal and, like, journey. Like and it's not like it's not mean spirited. No, I feel like it's he's very genuine like, and honest yeah. and open. And I feel like that's the way it's like if you're gonna be like this, like it's 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 nice to hear that you know. It actually made me like go and try to search out because I have a lot of the like NES ones, but yeah, there's a couple I don't have. Well, I'm, then oh. the. I want like I want to play some of those ones like before they switched yeah, the color to Wisdom Dreams Tree ones. like the Color Dream yeah. stuff and some of those Color Dream games sound just nuts. Oh, totally. Yeah, I definitely will. I want to get all the boss fight books now after reading that yeah, book. Yeah, really entertaining and yeah. just just fascinating perspective. So I enjoyed that very much. Definitely recommend that, and I'm sure the other boss fight ones are cool. Did you read the Josh? Did you read the Bible Adventures one also? Or you just read others? Um, well, oh, he has them all. He has them all. Okay, well, it's really cool. I think you like it. Um, I also finished um, Fudge Mania, which is the third Fudge book. Had you read that one before? Uh, you know, I I think I had. I had reread and reread the first two over and over again. Yeah, because that one came this. out like in like it was like 1990, so it was later. Or maybe yeah, it was no, it was like 95. It, I know I was in high school. Okay, something like that. I'm pretty sure I read it like once. Yeah, because like as I read through it, I started to remember a little bit too. Yeah, but I, I know the other ones a lot better. Yeah, this one was a little more vague. Yeah, and this last one I definitely have not read. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading Fudge Mania right now, which is the, the fourth and one. Double Fudge. Or sorry, Double Fudge. Fudge Mania is the third one. I get them kind of confused there. So Fudge Mania is one where they go to the beach house and they're yeah. next door to, and to Sheila, Sheila and, and Sheila's family. Really, really and then Sheila's grandpa and Peter's grandma end up getting married. married. So they're technically like step cousins. Yeah, and then it's like extra weird. And they're just like, uh. And then um, Tootsie, Jimmy Fargo's dad, like uses Tootsie for like her for baby feet, yep. the baby, and becomes like super famous. Yep. And Fudge is uh, great as always. Like I love his interaction with the lady that keeps making him snacks. Yeah, and then well, and then and then he's got a new friend. Oh he's yeah, a little girl, uh, Mitzi. Mitzi. Mitzi, and, and the, that's what I remembered. I remember oh yeah, my Mitzi and the, the glove is his Mitzi. And what was it like? Um, a monster spray. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. And then, oh, and then the the whole thing with Uncle Feather where he get, comes out and they, because they, that was the whole thing with the girls. They're like, oh, you're looking for your Uncle your Feather Uncle and Feather. he thinks it's an actual, yeah. the lady thinks it's a person. <laughs> yeah, so really, really good. Oh, and then the, I just like the whole bit with the, the baseball player guy. Yeah. And they get to go play the game with him and stuff. And anyway, it, it, it was really good. I'm pretty sure I read it like once because mm-hmm. I did. I the thing I most remembered was him calling his baseball glove as Mitzi, so I mm-hmm. must have read it at some point. But um, so then I also I started reading through some of the comics that I got at Comic Con, mm-hmm. specifically from the guy who did the adventures, further adventures of Amy Cooper, James. Hefron. His name is James Heffron. Super cool dude. Very very nice guy. We talked to him for a little bit, and and I've seen his booth there for years, and like we finally yeah. Well, like this so. 
I bought the Further Adventures of D.B. Cooper, but he threw in a couple other things for free just because he was being nice. Mm-hmm. And this one uh, that I read is called Territory 51. Is it about Area 51? It, yes, but it's cool. It's like if area if the aliens came down like in the old west time so it's sort of mm. like a cowboys and aliens type of you know idea mm-hmm. um but you know so they like billy the kid and um you know all those guys like fight the aliens that came back so it's territory 51 like gotcha. the cowboys um it's really good um it's only part one of two parts though so now i gotta mm-hmm. get the other one and see what happens in that's, the how, end. that's how, that's how they hook you you know but anyway, it was really cool. He threw that one in, so that was cool. And then I'm also now I'm reading the one that I actually went out of my way to buy, which is the Further Adventures of DB Cooper, and it's super cool. It reminds mm-hmm. me of you know almost like so it's kind of his like uh, yeah it's his like theory, theory of what happened, but it's like pretty fantastic, right? But the cool part is kind of like uh, almost like Watchmen. There's all kinds of like cool like fake documents yeah. and stuff, and newspaper articles and scraps of. Of uh, you know evidence from the lawsuit, you know obviously stuff he's made yeah. up, but it's cool. It's it's that kind Better of cool feel. alternative history, right? So it's, it's very very cool. Just kind of like the first bit. I'm still just picking through like random you know scraps mm-hmm. of paper type of thing that you're looking at. So really really cool. Um, his name is James Heffron, H E F F R O N. And then you started Double Fudge. And I started Double Fudge. Yeah, I'm a few chapters into that so far. It's I'm, pretty goofy, right? It's really goofy, and I've definitely never read it before. Did you get to where they meet the long lost cousin? I have not yet. Okay, but it's I still think that's coming. But it's next. Fudge is like obsessed with money. Yeah, it's Fudge, and yeah. it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So it's good. It's been good. And so it's far. funny, like to have like a pretty, like older Fudge. Like he's the typical middle kid now, yeah. struggling for attention, striving for attention because you got Tootsie, who's like one or two. Right. She's like starting to starting talk, to talk and stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Um, and we're still on track, by the way. I think I have like a few more days to finish it. So to Lemonade be, Wars. So Lemonade Wars is next with the book club. Right, I got to get on that. It's definitely at the library. I have a copy mm-hmm. of it if you need it. I'll get it at the library. I'm pretty like it's they're relatively newer books, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they've got them there. Mm-hmm. They're also real popular in classrooms, so they have a lot of copies of them. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it's a scholastic, right? So I think so, yeah. Yeah. So it's so there's always lots of those. Yeah, it's easy to find. All right. So you've been on a bit of a music project. Yes. So okay, this came about because uh, I was I was reading like this uh, a forum on Facebook, this old this music one that I'm involved in, and this band that I really love. They're called Bloodshed, mm-hmm. which sounds like way more like intense than the other. Like very like very early like. Uh, like 93, 94, but they were doing like like emo stuff back mm-hmm. then. So, you know, I mean, I know they weren't the only ones, but not emo like 2000s, like mm-hmm. early 90s emo, right? And anyway, just stuff that I love though. And they, they were early on doing the like scream and sing combination things, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway, regardless, I got in touch with like the wife of one of the guys in the band and she has like this old footage on like VHS of them and I'm like send it to me please and I will like digitize it for you because I have a DVD burner and she's going to send it to me so I just got all excited about it and so then I'm like I have all kinds of great stuff in my garage so I went out and I started digging through my cassette tapes and I've been like ripping stuff uh, from my cassette tapes onto my computer with my USB cassette tape player mostly and I'm not going through like albums stuff I can own on CD I'm not like messing with Mm -hmm. but stuff that like we recorded or that I recorded back in the day so um one of the highlights is I found the practice tapes of our band 
that Janelle and I did, and your post college, post college, we were still hanging around Biola though. I yeah. still had access to the radio station. Yeah, so it might have even been my senior year that we started it. Um, but because we did our practices in the radio station for a while, but it was me and Janelle, Jeff Edwards, Rachel, um, Josh's wife, and uh, Lindsay was in it for a while. Steve Neal played guitar with us. Mm-hmm. Dave Beeman did drums for a while. Um, we never played a show, but we did like a ton of practices. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and I found these tapes, and I was like, you know, I, I, I saw I, your Facebook post. Dude, it's really good, and yeah. I'm so sad that we didn't do something with it. Like. I mean, it's not like ready to release an album or anything, but like listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh! If we had like stuff, I saw with, like it was amazing. Wanted yeah, I, I so I ripped. I had like an hour's worth of practice tape, but you know, I think we had like four <clears throat> songs that we like pretty solidly worked out. Mm-hmm. And dude, you got to hear them. I I, I, I really want to hear this because so two of them. We kind of reworked the like ground floor, and it became two and ballet you songs. Put these on SoundCloud or something. I don't know. I'd have to like because I know some people. Some of people are more hesitant about, it, and they're practice tapes, so you mm-hmm. know there's rough edges. But I, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, dude. And here's the sad part: a large part of what we broke up over, and I'm sure there was more into it. But I know you. We well, you had told me literally about the, the band name. name. Of the band. We wrote Brax comics about it, an article yeah. about it, and stuff. But. And part of it was I was stubborn because my whole idea, I started the band and I called everyone together and I wanted to like have it be this like collective. And my idea was to have people like play instruments that weren't their strengths necessarily. So like, and I don't know why I thought this is a great idea, but like. That doesn't even make sense. I know, but like, so at first like Lindsay. I want to play, I want you to play instruments that you're not that good at. So we like, we had Lindsay play drums at first and even though that wasn't at all like her main thing and. I think, like, Rachel, like, Rachel we had sing, and obviously that's a strength, but, like, we had Janelle play keyboard, even though Rachel was in the band, but Janelle was, like, learning to play keyboard. I don't know, it's like... probably because you wanted... Janelle I just wanted... I, I probably did. I'm sure there's other motivations. probably your gimmick. There was something. Right? But then, like, I had Jeff play guitar, even though I was stronger at guitar at the time. I played bass, and I was just learning to play bass, you know? Anyway, but it worked, you know, we worked it out. Steve kind of came, I mean, he probably only did like two or three practices with us, but then he like added but his magic. He was like a real Dave Beeman came and played drums with us. He was also an amazing drummer. It just, I mean, it just was so good. So we got in this, so when I started the band, rather than say, this is a band, I don't want to call it this, we kind of didn't call it anything. And then we're like, okay, what are we going to call the band? And then everyone had different ideas. And we could not agree on it. I wound up doing this like complicated voting system, and everyone got mad about the vote. And I was so stubborn; like I was totally shooting down ideas that were just fine because I like my ideas. And everyone was arguing about it. And it, oh, when I look back, young. when I look back, I'm like, oh gosh, I was such an idiot. I could have had a band. Should I could have had a band instead of being stubborn about the stupid name? And again, I'm sure there were other factors involved, but don't don't be stubborn like that. They were perfectly, like, okay, I remember, I think it was Lindsay suggested that we would be called The Aftermath, Mm -hmm. which is fine, like, that's a fine band name, but I was like, that sounds like we're a hardcore band, and we're not a hardcore band, for whatever reason, and she's like, but I like it, and I'm like, no, 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 and like, we, and I don't know, I wanted to be called The Dear Johns, Yeah, that's what I labeled the cassette tape as, because I'm the one that made the cassette tape, darn it, and then, I don't know, other other names came up, Rachel suggested Care Paravel, which was pre-Paravel. They wound up taking... It's a, from Chronicles of Narnia. 
I don't know. Everyone had these ideas. They were all fine. For a while, we would called ourselves Hanover Harvey mm-hmm. because someone wanted to be Hanover <laughs> Street and Jeff Edwards wanted to be called the Lord Harvey Specials. And so we came up with Hanover Harvey combining oh, the gosh. two. And we went with that for a while. And But then we just out constantly were fighting about it. And I'm like going back and listening and it's really good music. And I'm like, why did I waste so much time fighting? We could have been playing shows. It could have been amazing. <laughs> And instead, I was stubborn about that. So, I don't know. Learn your lesson, kids. Could have been on tour. Could have, could have gone on tour. Who knows? I could have been your roadie. Who knows what could have happened? I'm going to play it for you, and you're going to, like, punch me for ruining what was could have been a really, really cool thing. I still haven't. I mean, the thing that I've always wanted to hear that I know you're pretty sure is gone was the late, the last 78 rally stuff. Yeah, and I don't like, know where totally that is. totally changed... That's like, isn't that a Wignall somewhere? Yeah, if he has it. It was like Jesus and Mary Chain, like, just unbelievable. And Nate was singing. Nate sang a lot of it. Um, very different style. They did a Starflyer cover of She's the Queen, which is like the coolest cover song I've ever heard. I heard them do it in the studio, but who knows. Um, okay, so some other stuff I unearthed doing Any this. radio show stuff? I have that. I mean, I haven't gotten to it yet. I've, I've done about like five or six tapes. Um, my practice tapes from when I was in the Spivvies. Oh, wow. You can hear me learning the Spivvy songs. And this is funny. Do you have any of, like, the unreleased the Oh, I have material? all that stuff. I okay. have all that stuff ready to go. That's on CD. I have that digitized okay. and everything. Because you guys, like, actually, like, were recording well, they, that stuff. There's nothing, aside from practice tapes, they had recorded it all with oh, okay. before I did. It just wasn't released yet. But um, the, you can hear, so... I didn't play bass at all. I played guitar, but I wasn't ever a fantastic guitar player. But the bass player left, and they wanted me. And they're like, oh, we can teach you how to play bass. It's well, I cool. remember when you were doing all that yeah. in KVBK. So I was like, yeah, again, we practiced. The K- Everything was in radio station. And this was, I did the Spivvies before the, the Dear Johns thing. So yeah. that was kind of once the Because that was like my up. sophomore year of college. Right. I was like 99, 2000. So once the Spivvies broke up, that's when we started this other band. Yeah. But you, in these tapes, you can hear them like trying to teach me to play bass, and they were so patient because I'm like, <laughs> and if you've never listened to the Spivvies, they play some very, very simple songs. Yeah. I mean, most of them are three chords, four chords, and it's you know repeated patterns. It's very, I mean, they weren't asking me to do super complicated stuff, and they were very, very patient. If I knew now how to play bass as well as I did then, it would have been a lot different. <laughs> but, but because of that, I learned how to play, you know, more or less. I'm not amazing or anything, but I just basic four chord progression and i was like oh sorry guys i keep messing up <laughs> but it's kind of cool to hear like all that stuff i also have a live recording of jen kendall doing one of her two shows ever oh dude i ripped that and an unreleased jen kendall song i forgot i recorded like oh my full like recording of it that we never used or anything so that's kind of cool I don't know, just all the stuff. Oh, Rachel, I have recordings of Rachel and Janelle and I doing Pop Box Worship. When we actually booked ourselves and got paid as Pop Box Worship mm-hmm. and went around to different churches, I have, like, recordings of all those. Wow. Like, just crazy, crazy stuff. It's been nice. a lot of fun. So I really want to hear, like, I think we could even maybe release some of it as, like, a lost Radio Bruno Man. The time, like, I know you taped it. Was when you had me and Steve and maybe even Matt. Oh, yeah. We did, like, a couple, like... I have tons of radio Because I know I guessed it on RPM at least once. Yeah, yeah. 
And I probably, I mean, I have tons of those. I want to hear 18-year-old Brendo talking about Prodigy and all the other whatever stupid stuff we did. Do you know what my first radio show was before Well, it was you and um, Sarah. Sarah and Dave Nepper. And we were called Shrinks and Sink. (laughs) She was a psychology major, and we liked music. And so... She would like we would have people call in and get like dating <laughs> advice and stuff, and then we would play rock music. But also, like I think I don't remember if it was Dave or I or both of us. I want to say it was him to make myself look better. But we also would have people call in and say like quote unquote secular bands they liked, and we'd find like Christian bands that they oh, would like no. instead, which is kind of embarrassing. Oh, no. but, but yes, we we did that. So that was like our service. Um, I haven't listened to those in a long time, but I think I'm pretty embarrassed by them. I'm Rick, sure. I don't know if you saw Rick found some of his radio show tapes and he was posting them about oh, it did on he really? Facebook. Oh, and he's no. like, I was actually pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I haven't listened to it yet, but I think I might be embarrassed of it. But I think Matt, like our show with Matt was really fun, though. So. I just remember the one with Phil, because I remember Steve had the thing, like the hard evidence show where he put like hardcore and read yeah. that <laughs> Yeah. Stupid crap like that. We did some fun stuff. But I remember specifically one where we each brought some songs that we liked. And I remember I brought like a Prodigy live track or something. Talking. Right. But then we also just goofed around. So I'm sure there's like some pretty funny, dumb banter. Well, I remember for a while we did it with Rob. And I know you have some Blue Christmas audio and video, right? I do, yes. I have some uh, bootlegs of Starfly and Joy Electric playing acoustic sets. I've got all kinds of stuff. That you could like probably put on I probably YouTube. probably could, but those are from my private collection, you know. Anyway, it's just been fun. It's been fun digging through all this stuff. Oh, I'll tell you what else I found, but I don't have the thing to play it. I found the Julia Barbie album I recorded that never got released. Whoa. Now, it's not done. Most of it, I think, is music Is it and the one vocals. you sent me? No, no. I have. That's her demo she made herself. Right. This is like no one has ever heard this but me and her. Uh-huh. I don't think because the only place I could play it was in the studio. I record it because it's it on dad? like a. It's like, or is it like a, a micro cassette? What's that? It looks like a Super 8 tape, but I don't care. It's not remember. a dat? I can't remember. I have to go back and look. I have so many dat, random dead formats in my dat, garage right now. I know Maybe there's a like dat? there's a couple different dat formats. I can't even remember now. I know that we had... I remember you had some ADATs, and there was only one... We only had one machine that could play them, and then I think that was one of the machines that that one dude like that stole. That he like took out, so then that's the thing. So <laughs> and I didn't have I'm like, And then you were mad because you're like, I don't even think that dude know what that, knew what he that was. He was just stealing stuff. <laughs> And it's like that was we could that's the only thing we could play right. those because that was like from the I think it was from the early nineties. Yeah, so now I've been trying to get my brother to track down stuff to play all those old dead formats I have, and he's helped me some. I, I got one thing, but I've got a lot of good stuff if I can get it all ripped off of it somehow. So anyway, Steve had the thing that recorded directly to Dat, right? Which is why we had so many which is Dat. Right. Tapes. I have tons of those, and I have no way to play yeah. them now. Because like. Maybe someday we'll find like a dad player, like a Goodwill or something. Because well, I've, I've looked on like eBay and people are trying to get ridiculous money. Well, for even him. for like those four track recorders, like that were like, because like Steve bought his for like 150 right, bucks. Right. But now. And that was like, no, those things are useless. But. I mean, not useless. They're useless but. except for I need something to play all the stuff I have in my garage. So right now all I've got is stuff off of cassette tapes. But, but it's been fun. I've been finding some cool stuff. It's awesome. So yeah, it's so like finding treasure. Don't fight with your friends. Just make cool bands. 
It sounds like a steam rule. It does. It makes some cool bands. Dummies. Make some cool bands. Cool bands. Stupid. For your health. Dingus. For your music. For your music. So yeah. Pick a band name. Dingus. If they, if they, if any of them agree, I might like let you. Oh, I'll definitely let you hear it. But who knows? I gotta hear this. It's. I'm telling you, there's some good stuff in there. I know how. Some of these people can be about their stuff. Well, that's the thing. And there's a lot of people involved. Like, Steve already on Facebook was like, I don't remember being part of this. I don't claim any of that. And, like, unless I learn how to play bass and do really cool guitar leads at the same time, Steve, I don't think Steve, I'm a me. banker now, not a freaking raging metal you, guitarist. It's so, like, hearing, like, because Rachel's got an amazing voice. No offense, Steve. You're the best. But you should play music. He's listening more. to our show? What's up, Steve? Isn't he? Well, he talked about it I think once. he did one time, yeah. You should be on the show. You should if you're here, if you're listening, come on our show, and bring your guitar and bring his guitar. <laughs> you have him on a Google Hangout with a guitar. Yeah, and like, he could be the band because oh, like one of the songs, like in the practice, you can hear like on the first side. It's before we had Steve come in, and it's a, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And then Steve comes in, and he's like, and I'm like, oh, dude, it sounds amazing. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about... I didn't put this on here, but I want to talk about something that just happened. Okay. Regarding a freaky movie the week. I think you know where I'm going with this. Jerry Lewis. Oh, yes. That's very interesting. hit the internet. Apparently, he already... This happened. He So he gave a huge amount of his like private material to the Library of Congress. And with that private material was his print of the day the clown cried, which if anybody doesn't know what this is, it's basically the holy grail of bad movies because it's the bad movie that everybody wants to see, but it, nobody... No it. It's only been shown like a couple times, once at a party by one of the other producers, and Harry Shearer was in attendance, and he wrote a pretty in-depth review, and basically what he says is it's as bad as you think it's going to be and it's as wonderful as you think it's going to be. And it's because it's a it's all you have to hear is the words Jerry Lewis Holocaust drama with a clown clown. Yep. And right there there. That's why, you know, that's why I mean, right there, you can probably understand why it's in a vault somewhere and nobody's ever been allowed to see it. Um, Patton Oswalt read the script. He did one show and got a cease and desist. Really? Of like a live like script you just reading. Read it out loud? Yeah. Got wow. a cease and desist. So, That's how but protective. At some point here, in, well, he said in 10 years. Is he just planning on not being alive at that point? I guess. That's how long. Or like he'll be too old. He doesn't even want to care. Because right now, like, he does care. He absolutely cares. Yeah. He's yelled these, these lawsuits for even talking about it. And I. This, like, at first, because the way I found out about this was Malcolm posted on his Facebook, like, I now have a reason to go to the gym because I have to be alive (laughs) 10 years from now. (laughs) Because, like, dude, like, I I have to see this movie. Like, it's, I've been, I've read about it. You've you've heard mumblings, whisperings, um, being in some of the circles that we are in. I've heard, like, just more than most people about this. And I'm just like, I have to see this movie. <laughs> like, I have to. And now you know. And you know it's and it's probably going to be the worst movie you'll ever see in your life. And now I know that there's a chance that we're going to get to see it. Because I was partly convinced that he was going to, like, burn it. 
before he yeah. died or have it buried with him or something. Because some of his interviews, he said, he's like, I always, I think, I'm pretty sure I'm going to burn it. Because he has, like, the one... What do you think, like, changed his mind? I think he just realized, like, I'm not going to be around. Yeah, I'm not gonna and care. people want to see this. And maybe part of him thinks that he... That's good. It's good. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what goes in the mind of Jerry Lewis. I mean... Well, so I think this is good. We we need to go on the the day the clown dry the, the day the clown cried. Diet. <laughs> I'm gonna destroy it and joyfully even hey pretty late. I could just read that hey, in, the Jerry, in the Jerry Lewis voice. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go on the Jerry Lewis. Ten years from now, the clown diet. We're gonna go the on the crying diet. The clown cried diet because we gotta be alive. That's right. Like if I die in like nine years from now, yeah. I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, clown cry diet. Like three years from now, I'm like, well, that was a long way. But like, if I die like nine years and nine months, we've already got our tickets. Right. Like, and then yeah, like, they're doing a screening at the New Beverly, the new New Beverly. At that here's point. what I'm hoping happens, and what this is, this is, I don't know. I think this is gonna happen. The fact that this is such an in demand thing, there's gonna be some intern. Or some less scrupulous Library of Congress yeah, oh, employee. Totally. I think we're gonna. I think it's gonna be. I think we're gonna see it before ten years. Because those guys have already had to watch it to preserve it, right? Like, yeah. Well, they're gonna digitize it. Because yeah. again, this is a film print. So someone has seen it already. More people have seen it now. I think it's gonna get out. It's, it's there's a good chance. And I'm. I can't wait. I cannot wait. So keep your eyes and ears open because here's what that here's what I think is gonna happen. It's gonna leak. Jerry Lewis is going to threaten to sue everybody, and it's going to unleak. So we gotta, I gotta be around for the happens. moment that happens, <laughs> and it's gonna happen. And I'm gonna get it, and I will have a screening party <laughs> without people finding out. Maybe Jerry Lewis will come here to the house if he comes here to sue me, and I can. Brandon, <laughs> don't watch Mr. my movie. <laughs> I'm taking all your money. That's pretty good, uh, Jerry yeah. Lewis. There, yeah. right? I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, that's crazy. So that's that's yeah, that nuts. Was some big news. Because that's again, that is the holy grail of like that's the cult movie of all cult yeah. movies. Never thought you'd get to see. Yep. Anyways, that's exciting, and uh, I didn't see any new movies, but you did. I saw two new movies. Yeah. On my dentist day. Yeah. And I got I worked two into it there. Nice. So uh, we went on the dentist day today. Yeah. First, we saw Shaun the Sheep movie. I've heard good things about Shaun the Sheep. It's really fun. Derek, I think Derek even liked yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's Ardman. It's the guys that do Walls yeah, and Gromit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's tough to go wrong with. Well, them. there's a. It's also a TV show. Right. It's based on a show. I've watched quite a bit of it because the kids really like it. But yeah. it's a fun show. I mean, well, yeah, it's, it's like Wallace and Gromit. It's, and all, all it's that like stuff. Wallace and Gromit, but no, there's no talking yeah. anymore. So, um, and but that style, that style of Wallace and Gromit, the whole entire movie, there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. So it's great. I mean, you have to be paying attention. It's not like do something in the background because it's all visual gags and stuff. But it was really, really fun. I mean, just a good mm-hmm. kind of silly, fun comedy. Okay, stop talking about this because I just saw what else you saw and I have to know. Oh, so Sean the Sheep was good. And Anyway, so we watched that with the kids and we did this at the Harkins in Moreno Valley. So mm-hmm. after that, then we did the like child care. We call it child care except it's like the kids go and play. They love it. They like beg to get to do it. And Janelle and I went and saw Pixels. Mm-hmm. And people need to start learning how to have a little fun at the movie. Oh, gosh, everybody. It was great. 
Janelle and I loved it, and okay. it wasn't just me. Janelle said, "Well, she liked it a lot better." You're than the only sheet. person I've no, ever I've heard. The so whole far. theater was laughing. We had a good time. All right, I'm telling you, it was fun. I don't. I have so many movies. I know I'm not going to see it. So whatever. I I don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying it's high art. It's a, it's a dumb comedy, but it looked cool and it was fun and it was funny, and uh, you know it's not without its flaws, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. All right, There's, it was great. That's about. I don't know. I so from a Phil because Phil obviously he said it had its flaws. So for Phil, that's a so most people that's basically will hate the yes, movie if, if it's not a perfect movie. I mean, okay, I'll give you one example, and this is silly, and it's, it's I guess spoiler if you care, but. There's a um, there's a part where he has to defeat Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. and instead of like you know how do you beat a level of Donkey Kong, you go to the top you of go the platform. To the top, yeah. Well, he like throws the hammer at Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. That's not what you do, mm-hmm. but that's okay mm-hmm. since it's a fictionalized movie. That's a flaw. Most people's criticisms had nothing to do with that. They just said Adam Sandler was horrible and it wasn't funny. But I don't and get it. There's a lot of dumb stuff, and it's. I thought I liked it. I thought it, the dumb to me was funny and, and it was good. Hubert right. was cute. He had funny parts. There Did was... he fart? Did he poo? No, there was more Did fart jokes in Shaun the Sheep than there was in Pixels, that's for sure. He did pee, though. Of course he peed. He peed. So what? Pee's funny. <laughs> Shaun the Sheep, he falls into poop. There's a lot of bathroom humor today. It's a cartoon. I'm okay with that. Well, Pixels is half cartoon, too. All right. Your kids really want to see that movie. I know. I, I, <laughs> it's I'm not going to happen. I'm going to wait for DVD on that. It's funny, like... Okay, so my probably my biggest criticism of the movie is not of the movie itself, but like marketing wise, they probably could have they should have snipped it down to a PG because it definitely has more of a you know I mean I think they would have I just a lot your kids kid are very excited. I know that's what I'm saying. I, if, but it's they not probably would have really... gotten a lot more people to watch it if they had made it. Now that's not a criticism of the movie itself because I can watch the, the movie, movie is what the movie, the movie is. is what the movie is. But from a marketing perspective, they probably would have been smarter because a lot more parents would have taken their kids if it was PG, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but it was fun. I liked it. I um DVD on demand corner. I just watched wrestling like all week because, like I said, the G one climax tournament. Yeah. Um, it ends on Sunday, so I've still got a lot to go. I got coming up. I got I got tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. Boom, 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 boom. Almost there. No, tomorrow is Saturday. Tomorrow So it's going to be Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday is a string of shows. And then I'll get a little bit of a breather. And then boom, 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 boom. And then another day. And then next weekend. And I got to somehow keep up with that. And then also I watched Lucha Underground, Ultima Lucha, um, the live finale, which was freaking nuts and crazy. It was awesome. (laughs) And I – because it's like – it's like a telenovela about wrestling. <laughs> so, like, all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, they got evil Pope Vampiro now. who like, wore this, like, crazy evil Pope outfit and then just bled all over the place. Like, I mean, they got the, like, light tubes and it was brutal. Because uh, it's on El Rey Network so they can kind of just do whatever they want. And and then in the in the ending vignettes like to the to be continued thing, which again I said like I hope Netflix picked this up because but right, it's so right. cool, um, like 
they because I read an interview about how they basically there was stuff they wanted to do from the very beginning, but the writers were worried they were going to lose the hardcore wrestling audience, so they just gradually built it up throughout the year and if people didn't complain they'd ramp it up a little bit more <laughs> so now we're at the point where because we did we embrace this and people are like this is awesome this really is like storytelling and like movies and like everything great and so now we are at the point where the drago the wrestler that's a dragon and like aerostar the guy that's like supposedly like a rocket ship okay. at the end like the vignettes Drago turns into a freaking dragon and Aerostar blasts off into the sky. And because we have developed this story over the course of all season, you're like, yeah, hell yeah, that guy's a dragon and that guy's a rocket ship. Like, okay. of course. And it's freaking works. And it's awesome. And like, no, yeah, like it's it's just like he just said, like Lucha Underground is booked like an anime, and it's great. And I love it. That's funny. And like there's still a possibility because the so the the evil like the, he's not evil he's not quite evil anymore he's like the guy you love to hate the owner who like arranges all the matches and everything so he has this brother that we don't see who like legitimately took a guy's head off which I talked about uh-huh. before so like they literally killed the person off which I've never seen that in wrestling where like a no. character is literally killed off. Um we still don't know exactly. We got a peek of him now. It still might be Goro from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> We're still hoping for it in the Madden Brendo's wrestling show Facebook group which you can join in if you're into talk about that just search Madden Wrestling Madden Brendo's wrestling show chat. Nice. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm watching, and that's all I watched. I didn't watch any episodic television. None of that well, no. it's different. You got a lot of wrestling to watch. Well, we finished watching Gordon McGivens' Life on Normal Street. Yeah, you love that show. It's great, and when you are done with wrestling, you've got to check it out. It's on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we also did a little more of our uh, our sketch comedy marathon mm-hmm. where we do Tim and Eric, Amy Schumer, and Kroll show. Kroll Show is getting nuts. I mean, I've watched all this Kroll Show, but it's fun watching it with Janelle and seeing it with someone else, you know. Oh, and, you got to uh, watch the last season. It's, it's so good. Well, we're getting there. I, I haven't watched it yet, but I figured that'll be fun. We'll watch through it, and then we'll go to the last season together. But then this show I discovered. Have you heard of this one? What? It's called Nathan For You. Yes, I've heard of it. Have you watched Benson it Benson and Derek. Love it. It's amazing. You told me. You watched it. Didn't you watch it before? No, like, I, I just discovered like two days and binge-watched okay. I thought you said. I only I only watched like one episode, but I, it's, I loved it. I just It's, it's cool. And I, I read. Okay. Maybe we had talked about it because. Because I think you had I've watched, watched it at it, some point. But he does like it. these real world stunts. So I'd mm-hmm. seen some of the stunts he's done, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was connected to this show. Okay. Until we watched the show. And I'm like, oh. Like, I think Anthony went out to dumb Starbucks. Do you remember that? Yes. And That's that from him. this show. Yeah. So I remember we had talked about that, but I didn't realize the connection. I wasn't aware of what the show was. And it's genius. Like, it's kind of a mix of sort of Derek was telling me about one where, like, I forgot what he did something to a group of people where, like, he was selling them something. Oh, I forgot what he's talking about. The whole premise is that he was a business major in school. And so he helped struggling businesses. It's one of those kind of things, except it's all a joke. Like, he helps this uh, pizza place... Because they're struggling, so he says instead of having thirty minutes or less for a free pizza, oh, that's, eight that minutes or the, less, yeah. and they deliver the pizza they get for free is like a little like like two inch <laughs> round pizza, and then people get all mad like this is not bad. And they're like technically it doesn't say what size, and then people yell and scream. Um, I don't know, just different stuff. He helps a frozen yogurt shop 
by uh, he, he says you need to create some kind of crazy flavor that'll draw people in. So he goes to a flavor company, has them invent poo flavored frozen yogurt. Um, they actually did one up here in Oak Glen at the petting zoo up here. Oh yeah, and oh my gosh, it, it's so funny, it's so like bizarre, and it's really good. So um, I recommend Nathan for you. That's also no, that's on Hulu, I mm-hmm. think. So. And then Netflix... Because I think it's a Comedy Central show. It's Comedy Central, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually Tim and Eric produce it. Mm. So, uh, or at least the oh first God, season. I can't they believe did. they're getting bedtime stories. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to it's watch It's either there or it's coming this month. Because just, like, watch... I watched a trailer and I'm like, whoa, this yeah. is, like, next level, yeah. like... <laughs> I'm very excited for it. It looks so messed up, dude. Well, you'll definitely see a little bit of Tim and Eric sensibility in Nathan mm-hmm. for you, but it's different also. It's 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 worth checking out. All right. Uh, Netflix, these are just kind of ones I put on in the background doing stuff, but Idiot Abroad is kind of a good... I still... There's like two seasons that I, I haven't, haven't watched. I haven't watched it all, so I started watching again from the beginning. Again, just kind of in the background. I figured I'll oh, dude, catch up to the it. The Desert Island one is probably my I favorite. I just watched that one. Or the Native Tribe one yeah. that worships Prince Edward. Yeah, because he came so, and visited yeah. one time. It's, it's so weird. Oh, it's so great. And then I think that's... The, is that the same one where he does like the bungee jump yeah. thing? Where he like falls like a few feet on the ground? And then Comedy Bang Bang, I've just been watching through that in the background because... People are always so critical on about Idiot because they're like, they're just like, that that proves that Ricky Gervais is a jerk. And I'm like, if Ricky Gervais really was a jerk, he wouldn't let his friend star in a TV right. show. Like, Well, in the show, I just watched an episode where Carl's like, yeah, so people keep complaining about him, like... Guys, I'm on a TV show. Yeah. Like, I'm an adult. I can take care <laughs> of myself. It's not like they're forcing him yeah, to do like, this. It's cool. Like, this is like, awesome. And he, like, literally addresses people, people about Because people on the internet, even now, I see Facebook is like, all this proved to me is that Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais are a-holes. I'm yeah. like, what are you talking about? Like, Yeah, he's, he's on they a They turned show. their friend into a legitimate yeah. celebrity. He's touring around the world. This on guy occasion. was just a dude that worked, like, in the studio, yeah. like, in a non, yeah. like, anything like he was just a dude does everyone hate like johnny knoxville because he made his friends do like yeah. you know what i mean like i mean yes there are times where you're just like oh my gosh yeah. like it's for me it was steven merchant more like there's what like the one like again the bungee jumping thing bungee jumping, or when they like, buried him underground <laughs> that one time just like, but again he's choosing to he do gets it to go around the world yeah i think and he, i think he's doing all right yeah Carl's okay, you guys. Yeah. And let's be real. I know he's being him, but he's also... He's also... He's on care. Yeah. He's playing it up a bit. Yeah. That's okay. I expect that, but he's fine. Yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah. It's funny. It is really funny. Plus, it's a cool, like, travelogue thing. Yes. Although, the India one, I can never watch. When they go to, like, that weird, like, freak, like, street. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah. Where, like, the dudes are... Yeah, doing weird. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to... I skip past that part. <laughs> Too gross. <laughs> Can't handle it. Alright, well that's Netflix. Here's Comedy Bang Bang. Well yeah. Just in the background, watching Comedy Bang Bang Bang. Just watched uh Oh, you mentioned the Ellie Kemper one, so I just went back and watched that one again because that's really good. When she like because she's like really sweet, but then she's like, that's just a character I play. I'm really mean. Well, then first of all, it's like they hire that one dude because oh, it's like, like her cousin. Yeah. So they can get him to be on the, get her to be on the show. <laughs> um, video games, Pokemon Shuffle, Street Pass, Clicker Heroes. Yeah, it's pretty much 
Oh, I've also been playing Pokemon Shuffle and Street Pass. Those are great. Mm-hmm. I just finally, I've, I've been going through all the timed ones, the expert levels, and I've got all but like two of them now that I've caught. Man. So, yeah. Those ones are tough. Yeah. But I'm close. Um, and then I've also, I've been playing the Hey Ice King, Why Did You Steal Our Garbage? That's the Adventure Time one on 3DS. It's fun. Again, it's very much like a Zelda 2 type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing that I've Got to Run. That's like a fun, like, it's it's like just one of those endless runner things, you know, mm-hmm. where you like, keeps going and you just jump. That's kind of addicting. And then, okay, I, well, I mentioned sports ball last week. We played a little bit of that with the kids. But Whoa Dave is one of the ones that came from a Nintendo bundle. Yeah. It's so addicting. I have played, like, hours and hours <laughs> of it. It's just a real simple, like, like you know, single-screen platformer thing. Is and this on the Wii U? It's on, I think, it's, I have it on 3DS. It might be on the okay. Wii U also. But the one that I think they gave out was on 3DS. And you just I don't know you just have to collect as many coins as you can but it's just it's super addicting they have all these achievements you can unlock and stuff I don't know that deal that Nintendo bundle deal was fantastic I hope they do it again I'll yeah. buy every single one of them it was great it's awesome so yeah and you playing sports ball with the kids sports ball with the kids I think I talked about it last week it's still week. my favorite thing they played sports ball really and yeah. like balloons they came out with like balloons and then like animals they were riding and they like, were just whacking doing? each Hitting other each other the balloons, balloons. We're like we're sports playing ball. sports ball it's good because they came out when it was me you and Anthony yeah. and Janelle and Janelle was like playing sports ball <laughs> and at first we thought it was sport ball yeah, like the, like but then school. we're like oh sports ball sports like ball. the game so I'll see whoever said video games is bad for you. My kids are running around doing physical activities now. Yeah. So it's good. Encouraging sport. That's right. And hitting each other with balloons. Hitting each other with Yeah, it's better than sticks or something. Because that was definitely a thing when we were kids. Yeah. Like, let's find things to beat each other up with. All right. Well, we got two reading segments. So we do, we'll do them in order, I guess. Let's do them in order here. All right. We're going to do a quick Marmaduke tonight. <laughs> Just one. Just one tonight. So they're, they're, uh, they're all two pages. There right? we go. They're all yeah, it's two pages, but I'll, I'll just read the one. Let's see. Uh, so the dad guy. I don't even know any of the characters' names except yeah. Marmaduke. Dad guy is coming home, and he says, "Home at last. I'm beat. Tell me your troubles later." And Marmaduke's like, "Whoa!" And he's climbing up on him. And then the mom's like, "Well, just wait till you hear." And he's so tired. He says, "Later, later." And then the daughter says, "Daddy, you know what?" And he says, "Later." He's just totally worn out. He can't do anything. And then Marmaduke and the daughter come up to him and they say, Hey, Dad. And he's reading the newspaper and he says, Later. And finally he's asleep. Marmaduke walks up to him in bed and the alarm goes off. And then Marmaduke starts whining at him as soon as he wakes up. What the heck is that? (laughs) So Marmaduke's sad? Yeah, Marmaduke. Well, this is one of the acting like a person ones. Acting like a person. Acting like a person one. Because he's whining at him all throughout the thing. And then he lets the dad sleep and then whines at him again in the morning. <laughs> That's the punchline. Oh, that guy got paid a lot, a lot of, money. of money. Over a lot of years. He has multiple, multiple published books. What the heck is that? Kids like dogs? Yeah, yeah. People that read Parade Magazine like dogs? I, I guess. Big dogs are funny? Dogs? Big? Are we ready? Hungry? Are we ready for the big event, though? This Nintendo Power is pretty epic. And we've been waiting around for a long time. We haven't, we haven't done Nintendo Power in so a this while. This is the cover is Rabbit Rampage, which was Super Nintendo? Uh, yeah, Super Nintendo. Um, this is number 57. It is February of 1994. 
And uh, also featured on the cover is there's a brand new Metroid comic that just started up for Super Metroid, which is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it mentions throughout the magazine. Did you say there were some good letters? There is. Well, let me do the, a couple of interesting articles real quick, yeah. and then we'll go to the letters. There's some amazing articles. So the first one here um, is this program they did. It's called SMART, Super Mario All-Stars Report Team. And this is like, you know, to set the stage, this is... A time when uh, this know, was Mortal Kombat. Well, we, we, if you trace what that was going on at the time, this was when Mortal Kombat for Sega Genesis, around the time it was released, which already the arcade game it's made ways, but then the home system yeah. that kids were playing. Because um, I remember specifically, Super Nintendo stayed out of it by taking out all the fatalities that were gory. And all the the blood. blood became sweat. And... Um, and but Genesis, there was the blood code, and you would bring it was per, it was like arcade. You could rip dudes' heads off. You could do everything. Spine out or whatever. Spine out, all that block up up. I knew all of them, and so this is where um, the government was holding hearings and led to the creation of the ESRB. Yeah, and all Talking that stuff. And so this was Nintendo trying to distance themselves. From all of that. So they put together the Super Mario All-Stars report team, or SMART, and it's these five kids, and they, you know, sent out things and, and recruited them from all and around the country. it's a picture of these kids with, like, Al Gore and Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton here, and other, like, representatives uh, from all over Capitol Hill. So it's, they're, like, campaigning, like, saying, look what cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, look, Nintendo sponsored it. They brought up important, kid you know, issues. kid issues and talked about solutions and stuff. And, of course, it was all the kids' idea, but they're all wearing Super Mario Brothers sweatshirts. It's a total Nintendo propaganda. It is, and the best part is they got into the White House. Yeah. I mean, they're here, again, with... Al Gore and President Clinton on the South Lawn of the White House. And there's like a picture of Mario with like a freaking representative. Yeah, with the Joseph P. Kennedy. Joe package. Kennedy! Like right there. So. They, Mario and a Kennedy. That's Nintendo. So the other guys are like, we're going to make it bloody. And Nintendo's like, hey, President hey, Washington. Yeah, hey, cool. Our games are totally awesome. And what do you think now? Like, would Obama let, like, I don't know, PlayStation go in and do a thing in the White House? I like, would. I mean, I guess. But it's like I feel like this was kind of a lightning in a bottle Still, time like, here. This is like, very people are trying to figure out what video games are about, and Mario's like, oh, Mario's cute and fun and nice. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's just it's cool. I'm not going to read the whole article or anything, but very interesting uh, period in time. And then we have this other one um, that is more of a technological advance. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, Nintendo started this program. Where is it? Dang it. Should have, like, bookmarked them all. Um, if you think about, like, when you're on an airplane, here we go. When you're on an airplane and they have the little screens on the back of the seats there, mm-hmm. this is kind of the the beginning of all of that. They so it was it, Northwest World Link. Yes, the Gateway Getaway. They called it, uh, um, what, what they did is they started putting in maybe the Nintendo Gateway System. And they actually had, like, controllers, little touch screens in there this again is in 1994 and you could uh you could shop on there there's a little shopping thing you could watch movies you could uh um had some super nintendo games super nintendo games they actually had a little controller there that you could play this stuff with i mean it looks a little different because it's got all the you know the other controls in there for the seats and stuff but 
They had and this was on airplanes. On airplanes in 1994. At the same time in the article, it also talks about them putting the ones in the hotels, mm-hmm. which I remember those. I don't remember the airplane ones, but where you could actually well, you like, st- rent the games. Even in the hotel. you'll still see the Nintendo 64 controller yeah, and those some. Those are still lingering. Those are still around. Um, so you know how. But it's old just the crazy. Is. This is how far ahead of their like like because this didn't really become a major thing like Virgin. Has like I mean Delta Song right like in every seat right but this I mean this was the beginning of that and the yeah. crazy part is you could like buy stuff I mean it even talks about what was the funny way duty free it? shopping you could do and you could buy stuff at this in 1994 I had not bought something on the internet this is like crazy science fiction there was like you could make a phone call and who how much would that cost oh, yeah it's, it, it gives a scenario that like you're playing a game and you get stuck. So you can use call the thing the to call Nintendo, the Nintendo helpline. And how much would that yeah, cost? Yeah, that's a lot. And like from an there. airplane in 1994, because that was like the air phone. Right, plus whatever fees it was to call the Nintendo helpline well, in the first place. I don't know if this was still when it was just a long distance call to Seattle or wherever. It might have been. But one way or I don't another, think they cheap. ever charged. They may not have, but it wasn't cheap to call from no. an airplane, I can tell you that. Well, definitely from an airplane. So anyway, I just thought those were, that was really cool that they kind of... Kind of around the cutting edge of that, because that's—I mean—that's what airplanes look like now. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, maybe not like the cheapy ones, but but that's just cool that in 1994, yeah, you could play Link to the Past. You could play yeah. Street Fighter Two in your hotel room or in, on the in the airplane. Yeah, did anyone ever do that? Has anyone here like remember I, actually doing that? I didn't do. It says like international and like business flights and Virgin. Another, I mean, Northwest Airlines though. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so now let's do. Uh, so there's some pretty letters. great letters. So there's a couple good ones. Um, real quick, there's a contest winner from before. This what kid won a jet, a jet ski, ski. and uh, it's got a picture of him. Um, it's all. It looks like he got a jet ski, but it's convenient because the kid lives on the banks of the St. John's River, so we can actually use it. Yeah, because like, what if some kid so, in like yeah middle like in, of the country, yeah, some Kansas or something? Well, I guess they got lakes. I guess so. Uh, plus, he got all the gear and stuff. So that's one. I mean, that's cool. But then, like, another kid got to go to an island and relive Final Fantasy. I still want to know what that was. That, I need. We need to find that out. Because, like, the AV Club's been finding something. Like, they found the Super Toy Run winners. Yeah. Like, I almost want to send the thing. What happened? What like, did... you got to find. I want to know what that Final yes. Fantasy quest was. Because, yes. like, that sounded crazy. It was like a LARP. Yeah. Like, like but... But, but like they were in soup, it. Yeah. But also, like, like you the, won treasure. Yeah. Like, a, you won it. You got an orb, like one of the Final Fantasy it's like orbs. Like the game, that movie, the game. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, you so said there were some good. There's letters. two things here. The first one is funny. Um, it's one of the obvious plants from Nintendo <laughs> that uh, they do occasionally. It just says, warning, warning, I was using an unlicensed product to clean my Super NES, and I was shocked to find that it broke a contact where you put the game pack in. Oh my gosh. That's a lesson I won't soon forget, Mike Gallagher, Kingwood, Texas. Yeah, right, Mike Gallagher, Mike Gallagher is does not, not a real person. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> first of all, who starts the letter, warning, warning, warning? It did not have the Nintendo seal of approval on it. <laughs> yeah. That is like the most made up letter ever, so... <laughs> They, did, that's it. they didn't even bother putting it in the They didn't even bother to reply or... Nope. Just, there it goes. Okay, but here we've got a good one. I'm, uh, this is from Floyd J. Turner Jr. in Whiting, Indiana. I must tell you this. Although my case might be rare in isolated instance, your game systems have truly saved my life. 
You see, I am a 34-year-old, and for almost 20 years, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Wow. Three years ago, I went to a treatment center for help. A counselor told me I needed something to occupy my time with, so on a whim, I bought an NES because my brother had an old Atari 5200 that I used to like to play. The NES seems superior. Well, that's all it took. They're still talking about they're better than yep. Atari yep. in 1994 yep. when people already are like, Atari, what? Atari, uh, what do you? I don't even remember that. Like, what are you doing, Nintendo? Well, that's all it took. I was instantly addicted again, but this time to video games. After a year, I bought the Super NES. Every spare penny and every free moment goes to my video games. I would advise anyone, young or old, if you even thought about trying drugs, forget it. All of my game systems and game packs are a whole lot cheaper and bring much more pleasure than any drug. Also with drugs, when you die, that's it, the end. With my Nintendo systems, I can die a hundred times a day, but I can always just hit reset. I question. I think that's another fake letter. letter right there, guys. Also, drugs. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's possible, but it also could easily have been written. Don't by, do like, drugs, kids. Joe Play PR video guy. games. Like, dude, you guys, this video game says bad. We got We got to be on the other side of this. It goes along with the whole going to the White House thing. Not only is Nintendo not violent, we save people from drugs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And don't buy unlicensed stuff. And don't buy unlicensed gear. <laughs> So, uh, so unlicensed cleaning here. Warning, warning. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, let's see. We got um, a player's poll here. Dude, NBA Jam NBA contest. NBA Jam. Improve your hang time with NBA Jam. First place. Oh, my God. It's an in-your-face prize package, an NBA Jam arcade game. If I won an NBA Jam arcade game, not only would you be, like, the coolest kid in your whole city, that's an arcade but, like, that's an arcade house. game in your freaking house. Yeah, you're partway to An to NBA Jam four-player arcade yeah, game. four-player. That is sick, dude. And I can't, I mean, people are probably like, NBA Jam was Huge. You don't even play sports, but you know what NBA Jam is. I do, is. yes. I mean, because you could do the crazy dunks and break the backboard. And, I didn't play a ton of it, but I played enough to yeah, get you know, friends play, It was fun. But more than that, just having an arcade cabinet of any. And a basketball hoop. You get a, a, a Huffy Sports Cyclone portable basketball system, an Apex One NBA team jacket for Which the team. Which was a big deal choice, at the time. And NBA Jam game, pa- game, ca- bleh, game pack. Game pack. And this was yeah ninety four. That sounds right because NBA Jam was huge, yeah. and then that's when things because then they came out with tournament edition. Because I remember I bought both. You got them both. Yes. So second prize gets the game plus but I the loved NBA Jam basketball. All the crazy cheat codes you could turn into like P Funk and Bill Clinton and like all those other like just the that was like the beginning of because Acclaim like always had crazy. Stuff in their games like Midway. This is a Midway game because, like, going into Mortal Kombat and like all right. the other stuff it was awesome. I loved it. And then, third prize, you get the shirt. Yeah, now we talked about this like last week when we were talking about it, but yeah. at this point, I had stopped sending in my players' pull cards because I've been doing it for years. And you know, I'm in high school at this point, I got better stuff to do, and you know, all the money I spent on postage. I just I couldn't justify it anymore. So, oh, I know. Phil grew I, up. I grew up and had to move on. All right. Top ten. Top ten. Well, we'll do five, top fives of each one. Five five. Let's see. We'll start with Game Boy this week. Still doing Game Boy and NES. Game Boy, well, Game NES. Boy makes sense. Game NES Boy's still going. NES is like, NES is like done. Tail end. I mean, at this point, the new games they're advertising, they're talking about in this magazine. 
They've got one NES game, which is Zoda's Revenge Star Tropics 2. Which was one of the last. Yeah, I mean, we're near the end here. Wario's Woods was 94, but I think it, it was, was like late 94. Later 94. Yeah. And that's the Although, last. from uh, Bible Adventures book, we discovered the, the last Nintendo game period was a Wisdom Tree game, but it wasn't licensed. <laughs> yeah, so. You won't hear about those. No, in this. no, no. Uh, so, number five on the Game Boy, we got Tetris. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's one of the yes. most classic there. Didn't it come with it? Do they yeah, count it was that as a sale? Oh, yeah, definitely. They still do count pack-ins. Um, number four, Kirby's Dream Land. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat number on freaking three. Game Boy. That's how popular. That's how popular. People could would deal with Not only was it... So this was even worse than the Super Nintendo version, because not only was it missing the Fatality Sweat, it was also you had to play it with two buttons in yep. black and in white. Black and white on a tiny screen. <laughs> and it's still... It batteries that would only give you... I mean, people... St- can you imagine how much money was spent on batteries for Game Boys? So much I money. I mean, I charge my kids DSs every day because they play them so much. Like, Anyway, that's uh, that's only been on the chart for three months. That's a new thing there. The fact that it's like on the, it's yeah, the number Game three. Boy part, number three. port of Mortal Kombat. Playing, it again, with two buttons. How did that even work? I don't know. Start and select, maybe? Yeah, because I remember I had a Game Boy Advance version of like Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah. And I, I had it like... Even a, that had shoulder buttons. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still weird. Uh, number two is Super Mario Land 2. Six golden coins. Mm-hmm. That's the second of the Mario. And uh, he was booted out of first place from last week, or last month. Number one is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. The game that you're playing right game now. game that I'm going on my DS. Me too. DS right now, you too. It's a good one. It's great. It's amazing that they were able to take like a full Zelda experience and mm-hmm. put it on. And then part. this is crazy on the Nintendo side. Number one, I just wait. We'll go ahead. Sorry, All go right. backwards. Okay, we're going this backwards here. Crazy. Uh, number five on the NES is Tecmo Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is Kirby's Adventure. So Kirby's kind of hanging around in the top there. Number three, new to the charts this month, is Tetris Two. I don't think I ever played Tetris 2. You want to know what was... I know that was the two-player one. It was two-player. It also had, like, different, like, shapes Wait, and the stuff. first one had two-player. Uh, only the Tengen version, though. The NES first one, you could oh. not play two players. Unless you had the Tengen, you know. Okay. Um, it has different, like, shaped pieces you can kind of see. Like, they weren't just five squares. Mm. So, um, there's... I, I there's don't know how I feel about that. a few that. other weird parts, like... If I remember correctly, like if you hit it and it didn't line up evenly, a square would break off and drop further down. What's that? Is that Tetris that Josh had? Was that Turbo Graphics or was it Sega? I, I can't remember. Sega. I think it was Sega. Or that one. That one was really is cool. Is amazing. We gotta ask him later on. And I almost beat you. And then, uh, and but here's the thing. So Tetris Two came out on NES and Super NES. Mm-hmm. I had both. And the NES one was so far inferior, I actually wound up selling it and just kept the, the, the Super NES one. And I can't remember why. Well, it's I think been I did so play it on the Super Nintendo. I don't think I ever the played Super it on Nintendo the Super Nintendo one just had like way more, I think it had more yeah. you know, modes and stuff. So. Number two, 52 months on the chart is Super Mario Brothers 3. 52 months. 52 months. It's crazy. And then this is nuts. Now, number one, number one. Legend of Zelda, 65 months. That is five years and five months. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. So uh, it was. It's a popular game then. It still is a popular Sold game. Sold a lot. Um, on the Super NES charts, finally we got uh, number five, Star Flock. Star Flock. Star Fox. Star Fox. 
Um, number four, also featuring Super Mario Brothers three, so that like doubles it there. Yeah. Super Mario All Stars. Yeah. Um, which was pretty great. And Link to the Past. Legends of the Link to the Past. Twenty six months on the chart is number three. Mm-hmm. Also relatively new. This shows that period of time we're in here. We had Mortal Kombat over here on Game Boy. Number two is Street Fighter Two Turbo on Super Which is NES. funny because still at like number eleven is regular Street Fighter right. Two. And also interesting, you got Final Fantasy Two on there, right. which that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Um, SimCity up there, which is still one of my favorite Super Nintendo games of all time. Awesome. Alien Three, the video game. Ugh. My one of my favorite Super Nintendo games, also on here, Disney's Aladdin. Oh yeah, a lot awesome of those Capcom game. Disney games. Are and really good. one of the first Blizzard games, The Lost, Lost Vikings. Vikings. Yep. Yep. And number one on the Super NES. But Street Fighter Two Turbo, I have talked about this. I remember. I had my, I think I had my birthday money that year, and I bought it at the warehouse new, and it was like sixty five bucks. Oh yeah, because these were like more. These are not. These are because they were like the super cartridges. Right. Because like you had your Star Fox would have the three D effects ship, so it was more money. Yeah. And then like the Street Fighter Two, I think it's because they had like, I think because most of these had like they were like sixteen megs or like. But the, I think the Street Fighter Two was like a twenty Turbo was like a twenty four meg cartridge, which made it more money. It was a big deal. Yeah. So people that complain about how much games cost now, it's sixty five nineteen ninety four dollars. Yeah. You guys. Well, actually, I bought it in nineteen ninety three because this was the beginning of ninety four. So uh, yeah, because it was yeah. my thirteenth birthday. I used my birthday yeah. money, paid cash. It was the first game I bought on my own yeah. with cash, and it's a lot of cash. Now, interestingly enough, Legend of Zelda was the first game that I bought on my own. But I'm a little older, too, so. And number one on the Super NES, Mortal Kombat. Three months on the chart. Must have come out at the same time as the uh, Game Boy version. Yes, they all came. Mortal Monday, remember? Mortal Monday. Remember that ad? And it was all the people running around going, like, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, of this era, I think the two... Ads that I will never forget for as long as they live were Mortal Kombat and Super Mario Brothers Three. The Mario, oh, yeah. Mario, Mario, pans Mario out to the whole and then the oh, whole. Yeah, that's epic. I mean, I mean, the next big commercial after that is like the original Smash Brothers commercial that took the Golden Graham song. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 and they're just beating yeah, yeah. the crap out of it's each funny other. You call it the Golden Graham song because it's yeah. totally not. I mean, it's <laughs> but it is the Golden. It Graham is. Song. It's me. It's Happy you. together. It's happy. And they're just like because first they're like running through the field and it's like Mario and Pikachu uh-huh. and then they just start smashing like bashing each other and it's awesome. Oh, here's one other NES game that's coming up here: Alfred Chicken. Uh-huh. See, NES games were coming out at 50 bucks. Oh, look, bucks. they came out with real Ghostbusters for Game Boy. Same. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Is that a thing? Did that come out? It's probably horrible. Yeah. It says it came out, though. <laughs> Wait, no. The real Ghostbusters was the overhead one that they had, like, an arcade version of. Look, wasn't most, it? most of these Super NES ones have this suggested retail price of $70 or $60. Yeah, so that was normal. Yeah. But that was suggested retail in a lot of places. So yeah, but I'm just saying. But like, like again, like warehouse, like yeah, sixty five dollars, sixty five, sixty nine. This freaking cray cray. Yeah, I just said cray cray. Cray cray, you, you just did. Oh, the Jungle Book was going to come out, also coming up here on Knights of Justice. I remember that. All right. Well, Liberty or Death is that like a? Oh, that's like oh. a Revolutionary War game? Yeah. 
I don't remember That's that. Funny. Bill Willis college football. Man, because some of this stuff like did not come out. Right, Is like there an itchy and scratchy I, game. Yes, that came out, but I don't think I think the Flintstones was one that didn't come out, or something happened with mm. that. Because I know that's like a really rare cartridge. Huh. So like something happened with that, or might have been just because it was a later. I don't know. I remember there was something with the Flintstones, but I I don't know. Well. That's our Super Nintendo for the week. I still got my trading card. Oh, look at those here. trading cards. You got a freaking Zombies Ain't My Neighbor, a Legend of Zelda cartoon, yep. NHL Stanley Cup, Super Off-Road. Dude, Super Off-Road was awesome. Yep. Rock and Roll Racing. Is that a rare game? I think it is. Might be. And then Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, a I lot of those right Star now. Trek games were not good. Interplay. Okay. All right. That's, uh, that's Nintendo Power. It's good. Awesome. We haven't done that in a long time. There's yeah. some good stuff it's in there. It's been a while. Those letters, man. It's been a while. Those letters. It's the letters. They're so great. But those ones, those are like the... Because at least like the ones we had read... We, hadn't, we haven't read letters in a long right. time. Because they haven't had good ones in yeah. a while. But like those ones, I feel like they probably were like, let's, let's sti- we've got them lulled. Yeah. Let's, let's stick some fake ones in here. Because, you know, we used it. to have our like brag, right. our humble brags, humble brags, liars. And then the Nintendo... The parents. Like Nintendo... The crazy stories, yeah. And like the bragging parents. And then like the liars. Yeah. And it's like that we could break up all the letters into those, but yeah. like then it just became like, oh, here's this Nintendo fakies. Yeah, but now like those are straight up. Well, it's funny because the only time Nintendo admits that there's a pro, they could possibly break a system is if you buy an unlicensed product. Yeah. Other than that, they're indestructible. You can put them in a toilet, you guys. But if you put an unlicensed cleaning product, I'll in never it. forget the one where the dude like dropped the Game Boy and all his games in the toilet and claimed it's a work. And I'm work. like, no way. Although I did tell the story for true. He said they the like flushed it out, like it, it went down the toilet. But Janelle put her we we all know about the we fit you in the washing machine. That's way different than a Game Boy in works. the toilet. It still works. Game Boy and games in the toilet. Nintendo I don't believe that one. I, I have never once paid for a like game protection thing in any game stores. Well, those are bull. Yes, but I'm just saying. Every time when they ask me, I'm like, I still have my Nintendo cartridges from when I was like eight years old. I think I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. If I have to rebuy one, you know, thirty years later, it'll be worth it. You know. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. I think that's good. Anything else on your agenda here? Um, I don't know. Make sure you guys uh, get in touch with us. Give your votes for uh, what stuff you want us to do. Uh, if you're for a Kickstarter, Kickstarter backer. Give us, yeah, Kickstarter backers. Radiobrendo.com is the place to go. Rate us on iTunes, I guess. We haven't ever said that, but you should do that. You can do that, yeah. Since we won't we, mind if you want to do that. Since you're working for the Blaze Gals. So maybe we should be more like yeah, them. Do that, please. If you wouldn't be so kind. We like those five-star reviews yeah. on iTunes. And we that like the, the four-star ones are okay. Sure. Three stars. Three if you say really nice stuff about but us, I guess. if you're going to do one or two stars, just, just yeah, don't. you don't have to do that. You don't that. have to That's do okay. that. Just, you can send us an angry email and we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll read it and make funny. We won't make funny. You, you don't have to do that. I'm seeing if we got any taking more pictures. Uh, no, I just closed everything. I'm seeing if we got any more uh, Kept responses. Kept the lock noise on. I don't know. I had to turn it off. I guess. Oh my gosh. Phone. Phone. 
Josh was getting mad at me because I don't have my email hooked up to, like, set up on my email. Wait, thing. you don't have your email? I just go on Safari. Wait, you're going through Safari to get your email? Yeah. First of all, there's a Gmail app. I, I know. I don't have my apps. I don't know. Oh, my gosh, dude. Come on. Josh was saying. <laughs> Come on, Phil. It's all in my Safari. I've got Ugh, all, all my tabs. That's stupid. I have and like dumb ten, ten tabs open in my Safari on my phone, and, I and just stupid. Go to the stuff I want to go to. Oh my gosh! You're the I, stop talking. But stop it's, talking. It's true. Stop talking right now. <laughs> You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous, Phil. All right. Uh, um, I think that's gonna do it for yeah. us. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy, and I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody. is a part of the Benview Network. 
You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com. What separates flagons and dragons from other live play D&D podcasts? We've got high-octane roleplay. Um, yes, this is Frank. I was, I was heard that I, I was needed to be talked to. Insightful beer reviews. No, I'm going to go with a plus three to charisma for a heavy mouthfeel and a long finish. <laughs> <laughs> and even culinary tips. You want that marrow. I want that goblin sort of... on goblin taste. <laughs> Check out Flagons and Dragons in iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. Feeling peckish this midnight? Sate your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest in sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appétit. <laughs>